Hello and welcome back Boneheads, this is Rich and I'm joined once again by Ben. Hey everybody, on today's episode, episode 16, we're announcing the winner of our Age of Sigmar team design competition. We'll also be talking starting out in Blood Bowl and the usual news, hobby and star players. We are also joined today by local league player and friend of the podcast, Ben. Hello. How are you doing today, Ben? You alright? Yeah, I'm really good. Good. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the show. We have to ask every guest a few questions to get their gamer credentials. Um, so first things first, how long have you been wargaming? Uh, I think it's probably about four to five years now. That's not bad. It's, it's, it's yeah. twice the length of time I've been doing it. That's true, actually. Yeah. How, <laughs> how did you get into the hobby? Um, well, it's just university. You know, when you're bored, you have too much time on your hands. A friend of mine approached me, one of the club goes, Callum. And um, yeah, he said, hey. How about this Warhammer thing? I'm just like, oh yeah, the Dawn of War, Dawn of War games, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way I knew it before. Yeah, exactly. I know, I'm a big orc, orc fan of Dawn of War games, so I was just like, yeah, why not? Let's go along to it for a painting day. Went to the Warhammer shop in Southampton. Uh, no, not in Southampton, in Bournemouth. And um, yeah, had a painting session with the manager there. And then it kind of just got addicted from there. Nice. Mainly from the painting and then the playing came later. That's really cool. Yeah, so you, you kind of got into it based on the video games then. Yeah, just a little, a little bit of a push. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, Blood Bowl, how long have you been playing and involved with Blood Bowl? How long have you known Blood Bowl exists? Uh, <laughs> well, it didn't exist for a long time. Um, again, that was more of something video game related. I knew the video games before I knew it was the tabletop game. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I think it was like Total Biscuit on YouTube and things like that. Like quite a few years ago, I, w- I remember watching that. No idea what was going on, how the game played. I just remember watching it. It was fun. Um, but then, yeah, it was just a... Uh, probably six months ago, yeah. I joined the uh, Wobble through, yeah. through Rich, and uh, and yeah, and then I just joined the league through there. Yeah, proper chance encounter. Oh, ha- what happened there then? So I posted on Reddit that I was looking for some additional spike remnants for my Sylvaneth. Okay. And to be fair, no one had said anything for ages. Right. And then Ben messaged about a month after going, ah, are you still wanting these? <laughs> yeah. And we had a bit of a chat and found out that we were fairly local. And Ben asked if there was anywhere sort of local that I played. Obviously mentioned Wobble because you're yeah. travelling far and wide, aren't you, Salisbury Way? Well, yeah, that was to me, I was friends only, so trying to find clubs in the area. Because yeah. where I moved back from Bournemouth, from Bournemouth from university, I now want to find someone in Southampton. Yeah, so I um, mentioned that we played, obviously, Blood Bowl predominantly. Yeah. And the fact that you hadn't actually done it yet but wanted to, and you came down, I bought some Spike Revenants and you never left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> basically, but yeah, it, was, it worked out really well. <laughs> it's basically the same story with you, isn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. yeah that's magic. So, um, how long have you been playing Blood Bowl now? Yeah, on the table talk. Yeah, about six months, months yeah. yeah. Brilliant. And that is why we've uh, asked you to be on the show today. It's going to talk about new players in Blood Bowl and how to support them, what their experiences are, and what you can do as a long-standing player or as a part of the community to aid people and to, to, to get them into the hobby even deeper. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Lovely job. Right, let's talk news. Okay, so over to news. Rich, what's going on this week? Nothing particularly new in Kickstarter. There has been a, a cancel and a, a, a revamp of the Gobfreaks, the, the circus-themed goblin team. Ah, oh, the creepy clowns. The creepy clowns. So they they cancelled their initial one after about a week or so, because they teamed up with a, a manufacturer who could do it for cheaper. Oh, that's brilliant. So they've stopped, they've restarted, and they're offering the teams out cheaper now. Um, not, not You're not talking... Tens and tens of euros. We're talking, I think, about five or six euros per team. Still, but right. still, it's, yeah. it's great to see that people are looking at it, kind of going, you know, what we don't want to charge our, our, our the people who are going to buy these team actually fans that possibly are thinking outside of it. It's going to be a better idea to 
Let's give them a little bit of a discount and to be fair they're probably going to do alright. They've got 24 days left at the moment and they've got about two thirds of the way through their, their target. So it looks like it's working better for them already. Uh, that's really good. Yeah, we talked about those on episode 14 yeah. and they, they're good models. They're good models. Did you get creepy. a chance to have a look at it at all? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Yeah, um, I think it's, it's again, it's ideal to lower the barrier to entry. And... I, I do think that, that clown goblins are an acquired taste. They are. But it's yeah. like it's what I've always spoke about before, isn't it? If you want a fancy, I mean, I'm going to get this one team and this team's going to be my team that I go to a tournament with or I'm going to paint it up just for a tournament or just do a one thing or if, you know, like we had the DC one where it was like, if DC's your yeah. thing, then that's a great shout or if clowns are your thing, then get yeah, a psychiatrist. Yeah, it was a Star Wars one I found the variety. Yeah, you loved that one. It's bloody horrible. It was awesome. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> Rubbish. I think um, it's always good to have something unique. Like you take, like yeah. you said, take it yeah. to a tournament and people, oh, that's the guy with the clown goblins. That's exactly right. That yeah. is exactly right. And at that point, it's worth the 60, 70. So you're like, this is my treat. This is my like painting project. And those kind of teams, I think, do really well. And whether you kickstart them, they only need to sell, I don't know, 50 to 100 teams yeah, to make it. Just, yeah, and then you become part of a group of people that are limited. You've got a special team. And like Ben said, like, oh, he's the guy with the clown goblins. Yeah, and that's it. And the thing is, everybody in the community knows these kickstarters yeah but it's such a small percentage which actually buy them paint them up take them anywhere that they become a rare item in itself that's really cool like i'm the guy with the the nurgling ogre team yeah um which is quite cool because the last time i went to the, the, the one of our tournaments someone was like oh have you got your ogre team with you i was like yes i do it's here i'm not playing it but i do i miss that team that's a good team so the only other bits and bobs that are going on in kickstarter is they keep teasing the the games of the they north. Do games? Yeah. Games of the north. So there's a. Are they Norse? I'm guessing the Norse team. Yeah, they are because there was the two direwolves, wasn't it? So a yeah, Game there's... of Thrones themed um, Norse team. Coming soon. Coming soon, and a new um, Skaven team. Oh yeah, that, that's been spoiled as well. The guys who did the the halflings and the lizardmen most recently. Yeah. They've now got a Skaven team coming. Yeah, it's cool. I like the way they, uh, I like, I like the way they do the teasing, the mm. the reveals and reveals and reveals. And I, I think it, it does build up interest and gives people a chance to know about something. So that when it goes live, it'll be a case of ah, right, the Game of Thrones team, or ah, right, the the, the Skaven team that yeah. so and so has been Squeaky doing. Squeaky blinders. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Squeaky That's blinders. Team. How does the um, Game of Thrones team work? How are they doing that? Uh, are they what they do with most of these teams is they bring out bunch of players that can be used for multiple teams so the way they've teased this one so far there's a massive one that you can use as an ogre as a human team or as a yeti in the norse team right. all the there's like some positionals that, that are different as well, I think. Uh, yeah I think as well. yeah yeah i mean we'll, we'll know more when the kickstarter actually goes live but i i really like the look of it it looks like it's very well done yes it looks really properly I think done. they've made them look different enough that they're not going to get slapped on the wrist by <laughs> Absolutely, I think that like I think that will be a, that will be another great novelty team. Mm. Is like ah, oh, you've got the undead Game of Thrones team. Yeah, that is sweet. And you know what? It is actually quite good. I, I haven't bought a Kickstarter for Blood Bowl yet. I, I want to have yet. the undead one that we still haven't got yet. Yeah, that that team does look good. So um, we'll talk about that as soon as the Kickstarter goes live and reveals. But we'll cover it on a new segment. Sweet. Yeah. Brilliant. So we do have a ticket for Horn Swoggle Two to give away. General information, Horn Swoggle Cup 2 will be held on Sunday the 7th of July 2019 at Holmfirth Gaming Centre in Thumbsbridge, Holmfirth, which is Yorkshire, in the UK. In Yorkshire? Up north as far as we're concerned. West Yorkshire, Blood Bowl League presents. So yeah, you've got a bit of backstory to this, haven't you? Yeah, I do. I mean, 
basically, the um, uh, Chris, who actually runs this, um, who is one of the admins for um, Blood Bowl Community, got hold of us and said that they um, were very successful last year. They held a, a very small number of entries, um, kept it very small, uh, very small, kept it a very close, very cosy, that's a good one, isn't it? A cosy tournament, um, but they were swamped with how many people actually wanted to attend by about 20 or 30 people who they had to put on the back burner in case anybody dropped out. That is such a good problem to have. It's an amazing problem to have. Yeah. Um, they're hoping to have exactly the same sort of level of um, uh, interest this year and have uh, higher numbers of um, uh, entries available, higher number of tickets available. So I think there's about 30 or so that can actually attend this year. But they would like to give one away and um, hopefully get a bit of interest and, and be a bit more open. Uh, Wibble, as you put, uh, West Yorkshire Blood Bowl League, are the ones who, who run it. They're also the ones... Do you remember I won in the Threadball uh, competition, a raffle back in Christmas time? I won a little little halfling um, with a, who was standing on to turn it. Yeah, I think so, yeah. That's theirs. Oh, brilliant. Wibble halfling is, is theirs. So it's um, it all comes around a bit, doesn't it? Well, I think, I think Wobble needs to get a miniature. Wobble needs... Well, <laughs> yeah, like a two-headed ogre. <laughs> yeah. No, to be fair, everyone's doing a halfling. Let's 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 do another halfling. A wobble halfling. Podcast at the halfling team could be quite entertaining. I'm I've got four. <laughs> I've got three from two junklings and a wibble. Everyone loves an underdog. So, um, if you are in the area and you are interested in attending the Hornswoggle Cup two, so you're near West Yorkshire, Longsbridge, Holmfirth, and you are up for going to the tournament, what we would love for you to do is message us on Facebook, Twitter, comment on our, any of our Instagram posts uh, or pop it on um, on our homepage on Facebook the best tournament rules you have ever been to or would like to see run. Ooh. As this is a tournament that's looking to grow and we're looking to do multiple tournaments this year, we'd love to hear from you a rule set or a, a theme or a something of a tournament that you think would be great or that you went to and was brilliant. So like when we went to Burr Mayhem. Exactly. And they did the, the stages over the different rounds yeah. of the yeah. I like that idea. So drop us a line, say, you know what, I went to this tournament. It could be, you know, like we did with Manabol. Mm. We went to this tournament, it was just stunty league teams. It was really great fun. Or I've got this idea for a mixed team tournament. Um, I know of one coming up. Yeah, Bonehead Bowl. Yeah. But, you know, so let us know a great idea for a tournament or a really great one that you've been to and we will pick a winner and we will get you that ticket so that you can attend a really great tournament. That sounds good. Also, if you're um, if you're close enough um, to be able to attend the tournament and you're not in a, in a Blood Bowl league at the moment, give these guys a, a look up. Um, they call themselves Wibble. <laughs> we got Wobble. Yeah. We need a tournament. So the West Yorkshire Blood Bowl League. Can you imagine the Wibble Wobble Cup? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think that's a great way to go. Chris, if you're listening, talk to us. We can set up a one-day tournament halfway between. We'll bring our four best players. You, what, we're talking you bring your four Birmingham. best players. There you go. This could be amazing. We'll give a, we'll give Geek Retreat a shout, see if they can host it. This is amazing. <laughs> the Wibble Wobble Cup. <laughs> there you go. Right, brilliant. So on the topic of tournaments, just want to give a little shout-out for a couple more that are going on. Just over two months' time, we'll be hosting our first tournament, the Bonehead Bowl. It's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. So, Saturday, June the 29th, at Entoyment in Pool. It's a 1.1 million, 1. 1 million build, which can be mixed teams. The rules pack is online, it's on our Facebook, and when I finish off our webpage, oh. it will be up there as well, with more information. Oh, I like that. We'll yeah. get a webpage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Impressive. Yeah, I'm, I'm working my way map. through it at the moment, which is good. 
Um, so that's Bowenhead Bowl, Saturday, June the 29th at Entoyment in Pool. And two months later, we are hosting at the same place a sevens tournament called the Sewer Bowl Sevens. So that's Saturday, August the 10th. Standard BB7 rules in effect, but there are some special effects due to being in the sewers. Yes, so um, I know you've um, you've put quite a bit of thought into this one. Um, it's been interesting to see your um, your sluice idea. Yeah, I really love the idea of that. I think though the original draft was overpowered, but the community's been brilliant and gave me some great feedback yeah, about it. That's it, and it, um, it's been a case of yes, that would work, but do this as yeah. opposed to no, no it's been brilliant. This isn't going to work. To be fair, rubbish. there's hardly ever do we get much aggro from the community. It's just mostly support and really good suggestions. So that's brilliant. So working my way through the rules pack on that now, but if you are near pool or within an hour of pool or within two hours of pool, drop us a line and, you know, come play at some great, great tournaments. There will be some really good prize supports for these. Yeah, we've um, got, um, like, um, uh, our sponsors at the moment have already said they're going to be able to, to help with bits yeah. and pieces. We're going to be doing um, at least dice by the looks of it, aren't we? Oh, we've got, we've got quite a bit of merch minimum. and loot to give away. Well, we're, um, we're looking forward to this. No, this is something that we will make sure happens at every tournament that we play mm. in, um, and especially the tournaments we run. We will have very, very good prize support. And hopefully, it will be well organised. And, um, you know, as Monica and Friends says, rules help control the fun. And that's where I live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, no. Um, no, definitely. It's, um, we've got ideas of how we want this going, and fingers crossed... If it works out the way we want it to, it's, it, there should be great days. Yeah. Great days. I'm looking forward to them. And even if only um, only us turn up, we'll have some uh, some great games. Yeah. Right. It won't be only us. We'll, we'll have support. We know we've got some fans out there and hopefully some people can make it to us. What I did want to do is have a, a, a quick shout out to Versatile Terrain. They've been doing quite a bit of work recently with different ideas on their nameplates. New oh, fonts are coming through. I loved some of the new fonts that they showed off. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, they're doing some real good work at the moment. It's not just great for Blood Bowl, it's great for all other kind of skirmish games as well. So yeah. Adeptus Titanicus, Necromunda, Infinity. Um, I was lining them up for Kill Team. There you go, yeah, exactly. Kill Team's perfect for that. The smaller sort of warbands and things like that. It's, they're brilliant. And what I love particularly about them is recently they took a week's holiday to catch up on everything that they're doing first time to rain to get rid of the two week lead time they had. Oh, that's so they now no longer have a two week lead time. Oh, that's good. And they bust the gut. I think it was like a thousand nameplates or something like that they had to smash out in, in such a short amount of time. Because I've got to say, I've been holding off on an order for them just because I was like, I'm not going to flood them. I can wait. Yeah. Uh, there's no point just adding more backlog. But now, if, because of that, they've now come up with some great new designs. I think it's fantastic because yeah. the thing I need to get some for my model spaceships. Yeah, because <laughs> um, that's just it's just bling, it's just gamer bling. It's very it reasonably priced, and that's the other thing. Yeah. they're not charging a fortune. No. And if it's over fifty quid, then you get free delivery anyway. Oh, it's, it's insane. They're great. Don't even don't even care. It's worth it. Uh, yeah, it is absolutely worth it. Okay, so before we go over to hobby, we have got a, we've got one shout out. We have a single shout out for Alan. Now he's an infamous Alan in the Blood Bowl community um, of two drunk flings, two drunk flings fame. Um, who notoriously doesn't read the rules, keeps threatening to read the rules and promising to read the rules and failing to do so. Although he did a hilarious thing in their um their pairs tournament, you could have you could opt. I think it's how it worked. You could opt to have Alan um, do your skill ups for you on your team. Oh, amazing! And I think he gave a leap to a treeman. Well, why wouldn't you? And <laughs> someone and it absolutely stuffed someone over. It was wonderful to read it. Yeah, he's got as far as I'm aware, he's got a a general grasp of what it's about. Just once fun. Which you can't complain about, really. Yeah. I like this. Right, from now on, every Blood Bowl tournament I go to, yes. if there is a big guy with Leap, yep. 
I will give them a spot prize of something and call it the Allen Award. I like that. Can I put one caveat to it? Mm-hmm. They've got to attempt it at least once. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. just having the it, everybody's going to do that. I don't think everybody's going to waste a skill up on, a waste a double in a tournament on a big guy that isn't going to use it. If I'm getting an award, I would. Yeah. I'm a dummy rich. All right. And I'd go out of my way to make sure that big guy leaves. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> <laughs> I did it on a six. Yeah. Okay, so tournaments that we're at win the Allen Award yep. by attempting a leap with a big guy. You don't have to make it, yep. but you just have to attempt it. What is that, a certificate? But we can do a pin badge. There will be a there will be a something. I like this. I've got something in mind. This is even better. Yeah. Um, well, this shout out spiraled. This is yeah. great. <laughs> Brilliant. This has just cost me about a hundred quid. But I've got a great idea for the Alan Award. I like this. I like this. Congrats, Alan. Yeah. So over to <laughs> games, hobby, and other bits and bobs. Uh, other than coming up with crazy awards, which I do like. Which I do like. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk games. What have you guys been playing? Ben, played any Blood Bowl recently? Uh, honestly, no. It's no. okay. It's okay. We're in the off-season at the moment. <laughs> We're yeah. in the off-season. For our local league, it starts up next week. We've got six days. Mine starts tomorrow. Yeah. Because of Rick. I am Rick. Now, you guys will all know Rick if you've been listening to the show for a little while. He's the one who got stolen by France um, <laughs> and uh, loves mixed teams. So, he's, hi, Rick. He's on week release. Yeah, which is really cool. So, I'm glad you're going to get your game in against him. Um, what teams are you running? Um, orcs and Dark Elves. So I'm running Orcs, Rick's running Dark Elves, and it's going to be in the minor league, in our little in one million the, league. The beginning league, yeah. right. I would be, I think that'll be a tough game for you. Dark Elves. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm expecting to be walked all over. And it's Rick. And it's Rick. Rick knows how to play Blood Bowl. Yeah, Rick does. He's been doing it since before I think any of us were born. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be close to it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's that's really cool. Ben, what are you running in the new league? I'm running High Elves. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. After, play, after playing Goblins in the previous one, I feel like I want to win a game. So. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we are, that. we are going to be talking to you about this in, in a little while, about why on earth you choose Goblins for the first, <laughs> first <laughs> league. <laughs> but I love that you're going with High Elves. That is quite a change. That's a massive change. Yeah, it's a huge change. A big yeah. change, yeah. Um, yeah. You're, you're building at the moment, aren't you? I am, yeah. Yeah, I'm sort of sticking point in your head, so I'm trying to green stuff scale now. Not going too well. But. I love the idea of green stuffing the scale though. That is, yeah. that is that is effort. Yeah. I did it on one and probably ripped it off because it didn't look very good. Oh, uh, no. It's hard to get it thinner, so it looks neat. Well, if you get a little block of it, I'll, I'll mould it up for you and we can just press mould that. That's no problem at all. That's no problem at all. Um, the only Blood Bowl I've been playing is I had a couple of games on BB2. Yeah. Um, I've playing some more Dark Elves, kind of getting ready for the new league, but also just kind of just playing... Um, Tiff was watching something on television, so I used the opportunity to sneak a Dark Elf game. I got thrashed, actually. It was awful. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I was playing against High Elves, and I ended up losing 3-1. Oh, wow. It was just brutal. I just failed everything. It was a classic, like, Dark Elf, High Elf, old world matchup. I was I was under TV'd, so I took a fresh team, and it was, so I was, it was, a, it was 1,000 against 300. And I thought I'd check, I'd check a wizard, because obviously it's the PC games. Mm. Now, in the new Wobble League, you can take Wizards now. Thanks to the spikes that have come out, we have now got Wizards back. They're not quite as good as they used to be, but they're still really good. Yeah. How much does um, it cost? 150. That's the trouble. It's about 150. Well, you will at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You will at some point. Yeah, if you go up against a big team, or just you have a couple of players out, yeah. you've got yeah. a choice of, actually, a Wizard, because it's basically 
a turnover yeah. for the other team. You, you know, on a two plus, they drop the ball, um, and that is a massive game changer. So it kind of it's like breaking a serve in tennis. You yeah. get your chance to to balance it out, and it works really well. It really works great against dwarf teams as well. So if they cage up, you wizard them. If you go for a fireball or knock over a few of them, even if you don't knock over the ball carrier, you can still blitz in. We're going to be talking about wizards in one of the next two episodes, yeah. looking at our roadmap, um, and we're going to talk through all the wizards that are available through Spike um, and the difference that they're using them, which I think is quite cool. Yeah, it'd be interesting to actually go into it in a bit more detail. But yeah, I'm very excited that the first match of the new season is tomorrow. So am I. So got 40 team sheets all prepped up and made up and we've used I think 20 of them already yeah I'm going to be using uh, 20. 6 in total yeah that's fine I think that's I've worked fine. out I've got space for 100 oh excellent <laughs> so, I won't have that many I promise so I feel that's 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 about like average about 5, 6, 7 each I think we'll be yeah. fine I think we'll be absolutely fine so you've been hobbying your high offs yes yeah been hobbying them and uh, also Age of Sigmar things. Ah, uh, yeah. No, no, no. Ben is also an Age of Sigmar player. He's, he's t- taking part in our local league's escalation. It's been quite a good turnout. And most importantly, one of them's um, trying a bit of blood bowl, which is quite cool. Yeah, it's nice to have a bit of a, a crossover on that regard yeah, as well. Really, really, really good, which ties in nicely to the competition that we yeah. were running. It's now closed, and we'll it talk about that in our next segment. Or will we? We will. We good. will. In the next segment. We will yeah, be we'll. good. Hobby-wise, I have been, I've been doing some things, which is nice. So I've got my Dark Elves I need to build. I've got three weeks, two weeks, probably two weeks, to get Dark Elves and another team made up to take away on holiday with me. Yeah. And that, I just want to talk, I've posted this on everything, because yeah. it's just amazing. But Maelstrom Gaming Mats hooked me up a treat. I emailed them and I was like, right, I'm going on holiday in like a month. I appreciate that this is a bit of a push, but is there any chance I could grab a, a, a sevens pitch so I can take it on holiday with me? Because I think it would be perfect because I want to teach my girlfriend Blood Bowl and she's agreed to it. And I just love the idea. <laughs> take of, advantage. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I need to jump on this now. Uh, so, yeah. So we can sit on our balcony and play a game of Blood Bowl sevens on holiday, which yeah, is literally the dream. And he bent over backwards, got his European distributor to help and, and ended up with my, the Bonehead Podcast sevens pitch. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. And I love Jack. This is the the guy who did my um the rooks, my rooks the big my one rooks mat, and it's just the the quality's the same. He's still put as much time and effort as he is into to everything else he's done before, and he's he's still a one man band, I think. Yeah, I think so. And but... the amount he's doing is incredible. The customer service is amazing. Yeah. He did the design for me. It, it, I I mean he he really did a, a great favor, but. The quality speaks for itself. Really does. Um, and so, Jack, thank you very much. And everybody else out there, if you are after a Blood Bowl mat or a Blood Bowl 7s pitch or, or anything, and you're just like, you know what, I'm actually, I need to get one, Maelstrom Gaming Mats. Yeah. The 100%. price is brilliant. The service you get, the customization is absolutely excellent as well. The turnaround's really good. I, I, I'm just, I want more of them. Yeah, I do. If, if I had the money, and I might just try and start saving, is have one for each of my teams. I'd love to have a monsoon one. I'd just love to be a UK distributor for these because I, I love the product so much. Oh, God, that would be amazing. Yeah. Bonehead mats. That's it. I think that's, uh, that's, I think, yeah, absolutely love it. Maelstrom gaming mats. And also, so we've got Bonehead Bowl coming up. We have. And part of, one of the things I want to do is I want to make sure that there's a few spare teams. We're going to be talking about it again in the next couple of episodes yep. about some builds and things like that. So I've ordered an Ent from Lord of the Rings, so I can run, yeah. so I can do a test of the size. It could be a cool thing, but I also ordered a couple of Reaper Bones Iron Golem 
miniatures, oh, yeah. which size up massively. Like they look brilliant. Because I want to be running a dwarf halfling mixed team. Yeah. As as an example of a team, so I've got two big hulking iron golem treemen yeah. that go with dwarves and halflings. I think that'd be a really cool mixed team. And my, I think the one I'm looking forward to the most is my six big guy undead. The, the team I've called Dead Punchy. That's it's disgusting. Well, <laughs> I really don't think it will do very well. But just the thought of lining up six strength five guys on the line uh, with no nega traits. I mean, it just means everybody else is a cripple that can't do anything. Yeah. Still got two ghouls in there, but that's it. That's it. It's basically ghouls, chaff, and just people that can't move very hard. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm really looking forward to it. So I've ordered a couple more teams of undead from Entoyment. Yep. Because I have an online shop um, and yeah. the service is really good. So I really want to support that, that shop and, and get those in. I've got some heads from 40k, some Zinch Marines. What are they called then? That was a rubric. That's it. Yeah. The Thousand Sun Rubric Marines got their heads. Um, done a tester on one of my mummies so far. It looks really good. Yeah, I'm really pleased good. with it. it. It fits nicely. So going to be running four of those, which means I can also have a Camry team if you want to borrow it to take to the pool league instead of using your. Yeah. What my <laughs> my my hodgepodge at the moment. Yeah. I may just do that. I think it. I think you should. You leave my hodgepodge alone. Uh, you know, you might They're win it. really not doing well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go on to that in a minute. And the last thing I've been obviously I've been on an absolute binge is I've ordered some heads from Puppets War. Yeah, now I I almost got their orc team. But they have teams or just heads? Um, no, 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 whole orc team. Oh really? Puppets War orc team. I didn't realise that. Yeah. I just looked at the heads and shoulders and bits. So I ordered a couple of um half helmeted heads and a couple of knight heads. And they fit perfectly on humans. The detail as well. It, the quality is fantastic. Really They're exactly the same size as the human heads. They go into the sockets perfectly. It's oh, I'm really excited to build the rest of the team. Would they work as um, Bretonian? Um, see, this is what Ian said. Uh, I think they would, but I think for the, I mean, the normal the linemen of Bretonian are like rubbish, aren't they? So I yeah. think I think I still think that the human team looks too armoured. Fender, they? They've got Fender. Yeah. I think they're like strength three, and two, and armor three point five or something. Like that. Peasants. Yeah, they are peasants. They so are I think peasants, they look yeah. too too armored up. Um, but the knight heads are cool. Okay. Um, so I can recommend Puppets War as well if you're thinking about some Blood Bowl head swaps. I think the postage was more than the actual products themselves, like three pound eighty for five heads, and postage oh, really? was five pound because it's from the EU, which I imagine is going to double soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. really, really like that. So yeah, I've been I've been doing some decent hobby. That's good, man. That's good. I've not been doing as much as I would want to hobby-wise. I think we discussed in my last one. I started sorting out my, my Norse Chaos mix team. Did we discuss that in my last one? I really need to start listening to our previous episodes. You do, yeah. I really do. I edit things in about you. You should probably listen. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that's true. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. I genuinely do. That's beautiful. No, I don't really. Oh, that's yeah. a shame. <laughs> I have been tempted. I, I have been tempted. I would be really happy to hear that one day. Because I would message you going, don't remember this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I've got, I'm sorting out a, um, a Norse Chaos mixing. And the only thing that's missing is a Clawed Fiend that I'm going to use as a Yeti. Oh, the Clawed Fiend is a great model. Yeah. So I'm going to be ordering that this week. So hopefully I'll get that done and start putting paint on them in prep for Bonehead Bomb. Yeah, that's a 40k image. I've got one for my Rat Ogres, but... I've never actually run it as a rat ogre. I've never needed a rat ogre with my scaven team. Mm. But it's a really nice model. It's really good size. Wonderful. It stays within a 40mm base beautifully. That's good. 
yeah, I'd recommend weighting the base a little bit just yeah. to balance them. But yeah, okay. really good model. So yeah, I'll be other. I'm gonna go with that, and I will hopefully. Um, I'm gonna be picking up some orcs soon from Milton. So you got some spares. He has. Okay. We're doing an exchange. Oh, cool. So I'm taking some um, some brutes and the mega boss in exchange for my cycle. Oh, that's fantastic. So I'm gonna be doing a orc ogre mix, and I might turn the mega box mega boss into like a an orc ogre. That's I think cool. it'll be the right size mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. And then have a couple of ogres, so you've got that sort of mix. I've got one with an armoured head uh, for my troll. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's exactly the right model. Again, fits really nicely on a 40 mil base. Mm. Uh, with the new pitch size of 34 mil, it fits, you can you can do that. Yeah, that's no problem. So I'll be hopefully getting them both ready in time for the bonehead bar. Again, similar to what you're doing, if there's anybody who wants one, doesn't want to spend out or create their own, yeah, we'll bring one, take yeah. one, enjoy it. Not keep, obviously, it's mine, but <laughs> you can use for the day. But that's about it, really. I played a couple of games um, against Randall recently, a couple of um, shorter games, uh, just as a, a practice again for the Secret Carnage Cup at the end of August. And I think I've talked him out of taking two minus fours, or at least attempting to play a game with one. I know this has been your, your ongoing uh, crusade. It has, because he plays very well. And I can see a lot of the time he's trying to work out how to use both and can't effectively. He can't do it in a way that he wants to. Because you only get to blitz once. And that's the whole point of the mino, is that he's he's that force to be reckoned with. And I think he just... I want him to, to attempt it with one mino, a couple of extra standard players, and see what he prefers. If he still wants two minos, that's fine. But I don't want him looking at it kind of going, oh man, I wish I'd actually try this first. Without the other mino, is he running all four... Testicles. Yes. Ah, that's good. Yeah, so even with both minos. So at the moment, he's running both minos, four bestigors, wow. two ungores, three gores. That is a huge amount of strength. Two strength oh, five and massive. four strength four. That is not as big as my dead punchy team, but you know. We're close. <laughs> We're close. And yeah, so I just want him to attempt something a little bit different. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, other than that, I've been playing Norse on Blood Bowl 2. I started killing orcs the other day. It was wonderful. And a dwarf. I killed a dwarf. I lost the game like... <laughs> Two one moral victory. Dwarf. Yeah. Oh, I didn't care after that. I really didn't care. It was a um a troll slayer. Really disliked those things. And other than that, I've been playing at the the pool league with my Kemri. And I played against Undead Thursday just gone. Drew one one. In the end, with an interception with my Tomb Guardian, <laughs> and then a slow march to the end zone. I feel like Undead should outclass Kemri a treat. It was, he literally threw it away, because he didn't need to make the pass. He tried a long bomb. Oh, wow. Right at the beginning of the second half to try and get that second touchdown because he didn't want to try and grind his way through. No, going two nil up is pretty, yeah. That would have, yeah, that would have been great and would have put the game out of reach for me completely. But in the end, I ended up stalling for two turns over at the side. Got a couple of casualties. I killed a ghoul as well. Sorry, Richard. Um, <laughs> I killed a ghoul. But um, it was he was a really nice guy. In fact, I didn't travel all the way to Poole for that. Oh, yeah, you lives, went halfway, didn't you? We did. He lives closer this way. And um, we ended up meeting at a pub. We were in a pub garden. Me, Richard, and um, I brought Randall with me. It wasn't the Swan, was it? No, we almost went to the Swan. Oh, close yeah. to it. If you go down to the Swan, hook a right down, Emery down. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. But yeah, so I played that. So I've had a, a game, a proper sort of league game, a couple of games of Randall's practice, and a, and a huge amount on Blood Bowl 2 like I do every week. Fantastic. Well, by the next episode, we've at least played another couple of, uh, or at least one Blood Bowl game yes. in the league. Which is very exciting. Very, very, very exciting. Right, we better talk about our first topic. 
The first topic we're going to talk about today is our Age of Sigma Blood Bowl team entries for the competition that we're running. Yeah. So a brief rundown of the competition is that we were offering a £25 gift voucher um, given to us by Versatile Terrain. Yeah, we spoke about them earlier. Yeah. New fonts, new ideas new coming fonts, through new, every week. Really, really, really great product. And what we wanted to do is we wanted to see what people could build out of the Age of Sigmar miniatures range. So there's a load of great models. Some of them they can already use in Blood Bowl. We had Ian on a few episodes ago to talk about the Gloom Spike gits and the models that could be used there in regular Blood Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, but we thought, actually, you know what? We've had, a, we've had some, some great team design competition entries in the past. What can everyone do if Blood Bowl was set in the Mortal Realms? Yeah, it's, the, the response has been fantastic. It's been crazy. We've got 16 pages of entries here. So it must be 30-plus teams. Easily. Easily 30-plus yeah, teams. So much thought has gone into them. It's been really great looking at them. And especially because there's people have gone with different takes on different models and different armies. Yeah. Which I know we'll, we'll touch on when we go around, but it's just really nice to see in some of the places where everybody's got it right, or yeah. at least everyone's gone the same route, mm. and others where actually they've got two different... Quite a bit different. Yeah, which is really, really, really cool. So to kick us off, as we've got Ben here with us, and Ben is a very keen Age of Sigmar player, so right. he can help us make sure that our, our lore and it, the feel of the rules makes a lot of sense. What uh, Any of the teams stand out to you? Yeah, so this this one chap, Danny, he uh, he came in with four teams. He did one for each alliance, which was uh, you know, give him credit for that. And that's very thematic. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> to be honest, the first thing that stood out for me was the by Trogos. Team. Oh, it's such a cool team. It is, like, Trogos are close to my heart, and he <laughs> came up with rules for all of them, but I think the um, the real, well-designed one was the Nighthorn one. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so, Nighthorn. We've got Chain Rasps, 0-16, 70k each, 6337 with dodge and regeneration. Yep. So, I'll comment on this one. Yeah. So, I think he's kind of over-costed them and overstated them for what they are. So I like the theme. I like them having dodge and regen, being death and being ghosts. Mm-hmm. But 70k each and, and maybe three strength, maybe 50k each, two strength. You know, oh, that's that's actually... 50k, two strength would be a, a, yeah. a good balance, I think, on that. Keep armor seven? So, I, think I think so. so yeah, they're ghosts. They would be goblins without stunty and regeneration for 10k, which is probably fair, mm. Yeah, actually. I, like I think yeah. that's a, that would be a good amendment. Yeah, and they are like... You want them to be cheap because they are the only ones that can carry the ball in this team. I think that... Uh, apart from the Banshees. Oh, well, I think the Chain Rasps are Amazons with Regeneration for 10k. Yeah, oh, really Regeneration good. for 20k. I think that's probably where that design's come from. But I really like that. That's a really good point. Yeah. Mm. Just three strength and it's a bit too high. And you don't want them to be too expensive. That's true, very true. The next positional we've got is Nord 2 Bladegeist Revenants. Uh, 70,000 for those as well. 6337 again. Dodge, regeneration, shadowing, stab, and no hands. So if I'm right, they're the ghost chaps with massive swords. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. I like the fact that they're stab and no secret weapon. Yeah, that's really interesting. Mm. To be fair, the Dark Elf um, assassin has stab. A lot of people who have stab say a lot of people who have stab as if it's. <laughs> There's a sentence for you. Um, <laughs> in Blood Bowl, most of the players with Stab tend not to have secret weapon. No, they're not. Just your blooming um, tiny goblin. Leave my stickers alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's also so, just really annoying to get rid of. You know, and really thematic. You know, they're shadowing, they're stabbing you. There's only two of them, which is fine. 
Yeah, maybe, maybe not a wonder on it. Yeah. Yeah, and just dodging around the, dodging around the pitch, stabbing you. I like that. The no hands makes it a weapon as opposed to a player, which is quite interesting. Yeah. So they have Dread Scythe Harridans, 0 2, 70k, 6 3 3 7. Claw, dodge, no hands again, and regeneration. I think they're undercosted. You think they're undercosted? Purely for claw. So they've got claw, they've got no hands, they've got dodge. So they're dodge so they can move around a little bit better. But I think I can see dodge representing the fact that they're ghosts. Yep. So, yeah, they move a bit easier, but also they're harder to hit. Yeah. I, I can see that. I can kind of I can see that being kind of like a passive defense thing. So really, they've got claw and regeneration. No hands is a negatory. They've got massive Terminator 2 T-1000 stabby arms, haven't they? Yes. Yes, they do. Yeah. See, I think that's... Uh, I think Claw makes sense. It's thematic as well. It's just it fits with the team. It fits with the theme. You've I got... like it. It, it. Yeah, it does fit well with everything else. It's just... I think Claw can, is such a game changer. The moment you put Mighty Blow on him, or her, it, yeah. then oh, that's, that's a killing machine. But you've got so many positionals in this team... And I think it's because, I mean, you see this in a lot of these teams, where there's so many models in each range, there's like six, seven different player types for each of the, each of the mm. things. You you kind of get a choice when building this team. Do I go with sword guys? Do I go with stab guys? Uh, do I go with swords or claws? Stab mm. or claws? And you kind of, you can end up with one on each, and it kind of fulfills that specialist role. No hands means that they, they are just a weapon. They cannot move the ball. Yeah. So you take a big guy on a regular team, he might get your interception. You know, he might be able to score. These guys cannot score. No. Absolutely not possible. Mermorn Banshees, 0-2, 90k, 8337, dodge and hypnotic gaze. I like that. Yeah, I really like those. So that is that's so they're your scorers. I would almost want to change hypnotic gaze for Falcons. Yeah? Because they're the guys that are screaming in your face, aren't they? Ah but Yeah, the, I think both work. They both do work. But um I'm not sure if yeah, I can see either of them working. Or disturbing presence. Well, yeah, that's 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 quite cool actually. And the last position they got is spirit hosts. They have big guys. They have zero to two, ninety thousand again, three five, three seven. So movement three, strength five, ball and chain, dodge no hands regeneration. So they're sticking with the dodge regen theme. Still no secret weapon. Yeah, I think it should be a secret weapon. Not on a strength five, I don't think. I've got dodge though. Removing them is going to be annoying. Because you can't... I can see this being this tumbling mess of ghosts <laughs> that is just cycling within itself like a little tornado and that's just bashing its way through stuff. I think it's a really unique player type that we don't have. Yeah. You are the Strength 5 instead of Strength 7 mm-hmm. is, I think, quite big. For this because so they're ball and chain so they're not they don't necessarily know where they're going so you, you, you you're likely to have a two die block yeah. you can't guarantee it if you accidentally wander into a troll you're two die up with the spirit so that's why i think you know what i would almost want to see them with armor eight and 100k armor seven is quite low as well isn't it because if you've got a a big guy and a guard yeah you're blocking him and he goes down and he's at the very least carried because it's ball and chain what if you compare them to the Fnatic? Fnatic's what, 3737? Yeah. So same speed, a lot weaker. Doesn't have dodge. No, the Fnatic doesn't have dodge, so this is harder to hit. And doesn't have regen. Doesn't have regen, but it's 7 
Yeah, but that's because it's a secret weapon. That is true. Yeah. So this might be undercosted, but again, within this team, you've got some interesting, unique positionals. I like it. I do like it. It it, it gets you thinking, doesn't it? What are your thoughts, Ben? I I think overall, I just really like the team. I think it plays very differently to say other undead teams out there. Um, you still got the regen. They're still going to be hard to move, but they're going to be swift and in your face at the same time with the the weaponry guys. And then you just kind of have your little chain rust. Well, literally, you're gonna have you know a load of chain rafters are just taking the beatings. You're gonna want to build one banshee as a ball carrier. One or two banshees, I think. I think. I think you'd take both, and you'd do one as a ball carrier, and the other one to be able to do the hypnotic gaze on the corner, so it makes it easier for the other one to dodge out of. Yeah. Or mind you, if you run them both as ball carriers, the other one could be the support, can't it? And that's why I'm with you, Ben. This is a really interesting team. Now, the secret teams have an ethereal team. They do. And all of their linemen have no hands, which, again, gives, that, isn't it? It gives it a really interesting play style. This is different to any other Blood Bowl team I've seen. And you know what? I don't... Although we think that some of the... Okay, Strength 2, I think, is right on. I think that should be changed. And maybe the Spirit Hosts are undercosted. But as a whole team, it's very different. And I don't think... I think I could beat that with Skaven. Yeah. I think it's very fair. And it's a it's a different challenge. And that yeah. is, you know, more Blood Bowl is more better. It is more better. As we say. Um, yeah, it's a really good catch. There was another Nighthorn one, wasn't there? There was, which I think is definitely worth a mention. I, I chose this one purely because I think it was just had a bit more flavour to it and a bit sort of more thought into it. But I do appreciate Sean, who submitted the Shades Fire guys as, an, as a Blood Bowl team. So we're just going to quickly mention Sean there before we move on. He is the chap who got in contact with us because someone had posted what we were doing in one of his threads and he's working yeah. on an Asia Sigma Fumbles Secret League. Yes, it's amazing. So we popped um, his entries in um, because he said, hey, I've got these. Um, and he's done a lot of work there. There must be 9, 10, 11 teams all based on Shades Buyer. And I'll put the link to his Fumble page in uh, in the show notes. Yeah, that it makes for interesting reading. Yeah. It really does. But back to his Nighthaunt team, his Shades by a Nighthaunt team. Yeah, so I w- won't go into too much detail with them. It was like fairly similar in the sense that they had like regen and stats. Stats are actually quite different. Yeah, the stats are. His yeah. Chain Rasps have Strength 3, Edge 2. Yes. Tentacle. Tentacle. Yeah, I think it was all quite a valuable play, this one. So I appreciate. Hang on, chain rasps. Chain rasps are the the minions, aren't they? Yeah, they, they've literally flipped it. So they've got spirit host. Sean's got spirit host as your your lineman, effectively. Yeah. And chain rasps as one of your positionals. That's interesting. His spirit hosts do have strength too. Yeah. Uh, only now hundred k. Yeah, movement four. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, hundred k for chain rasps. Like chain rasps again are they're, they're small. I feel like hundred k for them is quite. Intense, so, yeah. I like I like the use of jump up. Yeah. I think that makes sense. These yeah, guys yeah. can float out of the ground and yeah, go wherever they exactly. want. It, it's it's very thematic, and I think it's it's a very good um, skill to have on these guys. So one has gone for dodge as the kind of iconic undead skill. Yeah. This one's gone for jump up. I think almost everybody has jump up on this one. Uh, apart from the chain ghast. Yeah. Well, ball and chain, they don't get up again. Yeah, I, I don't think that is a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really appreciate the jump up on the one. I think that's worthwhile. 
But I think the main thing that, that I was going to talk about with this is using the Shadespire and Nightbolt kits for Blood Bowl because they're so well designed for having one or something or two or something. They tend yeah. to come in decent sizes and you just need to get a couple of them for just a little bit more than the actual Blood Bowl kit. Easy to pick up kits, yeah. Exactly. And well, they are good prices as well. They are they? very yeah, fair. For price. 15, 16 pounds? Yeah, yeah. I know I've picked up at least two Zar bags just because I. Amazing, it's an amazing it's kit. kit. I like as well with um with Sean though that he's got a necromancer. Necromancer raised. So if you kill someone, you can get a spirit host out of it. <laughs> so I like that. Yeah. I do too. I think that makes sense. I th- they have that in the Von Karstein team for Secret League as well. They do, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Boom, right there with the knowledge. <laughs> Power right in there. I know, I know. Um yeah, cool. I like that one, I like that one. So while we're on Sean's teams, there was one I wanted to pick up. He had um, a lot, didn't he? Yeah, loads. Oh, actually, there's, there's two good ones, but I'm going to go for the Clan Verminous one because I think that, oh. again, we're looking for teams that play differently and also represent how the models work in Age of Sigma. So this is for Skaven. So everyone knows how the Skaven Blood Bowl team plays. Close your heart. Right, I love Skaven. But the Clan Verminous build is really interesting. 0-16 Clan Rats, 50k each, which, again, I'm not, the pointing might be interesting there. Movement 6, Edge 3, Armor 6... Mm-hmm. And strength one. So these guys are rubbish. Yeah. But they yeah. all come with guard, which, which I think is brilliant. So and everyone knows Skaven, they swarm. Yeah. And they're better in numbers. So, you know, you put three guys in a line on a, on the line of scrimmage, that middle guy is, is strength three, like regular. Mm. Uh, you chuck in extra players, they cannot be stopped. They're just stronger in numbers. And I think that's just so brilliantly done. Do you know what I love about this as well? Is that their normal skill up is agility. Yeah. Which means you can give him sidestep. They're never <laughs> going anywhere. <laughs> sidestep, jump up, yeah. leap, maybe not. But, you know, someone had to say it. Um, so yeah, they've got 0 no. to 16 of those. They've got four Storm Vermin uh, for 90k, 7338 block. That is just a like Skaven it. Blitzer. Yep. And then a Claw Lord for 120k with 7339 block and claw. I think he's a bit overcosted. I think he's overcosted. Um, what I found interesting, again, is, is on the skills and the, the availability on the normal skill up. Yeah. Is passing. Yeah, I think he should come with leader. I think if if, oh, that if that's what sense. you want the Claw Lord to represent, mm. I think strength for leader, maybe instead of Claw, would, would be another I, different model. I think you'd keep Claw. I reckon you'd be better off doing strength for leader and get rid of block. Yeah, it makes it more interesting, doesn't it? Because then you've got someone who's leading the way and yeah. you're not taken away from the aesthetic of your, your player. And in Blood Bowl, I don't think there are any positionals that actually do come with leader. Um, and I really like no. I really like it when you see positionals come with guard and come with leader because it represents team ethos. Yeah. And it is a really different play style. What if you... Sorry, tangent. What if... We saw on one of these teams where you could upgrade a player. Yeah. Um, with a, a Stormcast player. Um, and upgrade him, pay an extra 30k and the, the stats get a little bit better to pick up a prime. Now, what if you could do that and upgrade one of your players to be the captain and the captain gets leader? There's a couple of sevens rule sets that do that. You nominate the, the captain and he gets pro. See, I like, I like this. Sorry. Yeah. Complete tangent. It's, it's no, quite cool. It's that quite would make cool. sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, I'll tell you what, should we move on to that Stormcast team? Yes, let's. So I know we all highlighted that as quite a good one. We did. I like it because it used the uh, the template um, <laughs> that I popped on there, which means I didn't have to edit it to put it in the document. 
So Stormcast Eternal team from Matt S. Uh, I see this being mostly small teams with the prime being the ball carrier and the leader of the unit. In quotation marks. Nice. All the positionals are supposed to be powerful and cool. The protectors seem a bit rubbish. And you know what? We'll come back to this comment when we go through the team. Yeah. So, 0 to 16 Liberators. 120k each. Your linemen are 120k. And they're the cheapest players. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> which is cool. Movement 5. Strength 4. Edge 3. Armor 9. We all know that player. That's a Chaos Warrior. Yes. These guys come with block for 120. So, that's hench. Yeah, he's proper hench. That is beef. So, your linemen are leveled up Chaos Warriors. Yeah. This is this is yeah. Sigmar. This is serious stuff. Yeah, this is Sigmar. So if you've got a million team, the best you can do is eight of these guys, I think. And no rerolls. Yeah. <laughs> eight, <laughs> eight liberators, no rerolls. That's quite an interesting interesting build. They also have Vanguard Hunters. So in Age of Sigmar, these are the armoured guys with bare skins that run around with hand pistols. They yes. run around. So they're slightly different. They've got move six instead of move five. Strength four, edge three, and armor eight. So they, they swap a movement for an for for an armor. But instead of having block, they come with dodge. So they're both linemen, so you can kind of choose a mixture that suits you. Being that actually the Stormcast are very similar, but they have different roles. Mm-hmm. So I like the way that, that represents that. Now you've got the beef, if that wasn't already beef. Yeah, you got the beef beef. Oh well you got the prosecutor first. So the prosecutors are the flying guys with wings in Sigmar. So they're the, the Stormcast guys that fly. 180k, movement 6, strength 4, edge 4, armor 9, with leap, very long legs, and sprint. So they're basically armored vampires. Armored flying vampires oh. with sprint. Now, I think you flagged this up earlier that you think they're a bit slow. Yeah, I think they've got giant wings. They've probably just got sprint to kind of, you know, offset that. But I would think even just making them movement 7 or 8 and Getting rid of that and take off maybe a strength. I'm not sure. Maybe armor. Armor nine. Maybe yeah. Maybe armor eight. So armor eight. Move seven. Get I rid like of sprint. Get rid of sprint. Get rid of sprint. Um, because they've got access to it anyway. Yeah, they can just take it because they've got general agility. I like that. That's cool. Um, so they're 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 leaping places on a two plus. So they're just flying straight over stuff. I know we spoke about flying units and they just take when we first started mulling over this idea. This is a really good example of actually one way it works because he's edge four, so he's dodging away on a two plus. So he's two plus leaping over, two plus dodging away. Move now, you know. Either way, if he had sprint movement six or movement seven and no sprint, he's moving up to nine squares straight down the middle. Yeah, yeah he's, he's just got money. And strength yeah. four means he can get a cheeky blitz in as well. So he's going to leap over there, smash someone out of the way. Um, he's only got leaping very long legs at the beginning. So you can then you get the choice of leveling up. Do I go dodge with this guy? Do I go block with this guy? Mm. Is he a flying blitzer? Is he? Because that could yeah. be a hell of a cage That'd breaker. Be nuts, wouldn't it? Leaps in on a two plus with a strength four. That is that is drop troop. Yeah, drop stuff. Troop. <laughs> yeah. That is quite drop cool. Troop. You cause many more tears, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's definitely. I would almost want to make that a level. naught to one, not a naught to two. Yeah. Uh, everything in Blood Bowl is naught to two. That's not true. Big guys aren't. No, but they're specialists, aren't they? So, uh, Retributors, Decimators, and Protectors. In Sigmar, they are all types of Paladin, which are basically upgraded infantry. So, the Retributor, 200,000. Movement 4, Strength 5. Edge 3, and Armor 9. So, they're slower than the regular Stormcast, but they've got Strength 5. Mm-hmm. And they come with Block and Mighty Blow. These are just animals. So, they're not crazy. 
like there's no fancy rules there's no that they these guys are just efficient these are agile blocking trolls yeah without really shooting they're just scary they're terrifying that's yeah. brilliant so that's block mighty blow the decimator is the same but instead of mighty blow it comes with multiple block which is brilliant so in sigma the different types of paladins retributors are the normal guys they punch hard decimators have like axes that you get extra attacks if you're surrounded by minions multiple block kind of represents mm-hmm. that and the last one is the protector same stats again but instead of mighty blow has dauntless so he's left a little comment here uh, the protectors seem a bit rubbish but i would expect aos teams to have monsters with higher than five strength to fight and i agree i think that's fair you look at those yeah. monsters on the board and they are huge yeah so i know we, in some of the other teams we've had some stuff with like strength seven there's even more with strength 10 yeah um, armor 11 yeah <laughs> i like that i like that i like that it's in there even though as far as blood Bowl goes regularly you wouldn't have dauntless on a strength five no. but, but but this whole team has been leveled up hasn't it yeah and that's quite cool but this is what i like about this team in particular is it's not just a case of this is what i think an aos team should be like this yeah. is in an aos league this is what I think they'd be up against. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's that it is that sort of next level up. And yeah. This isn't sort of a few guys in the in the minions ranks who are playing a game to keep them busy. Yeah. This is basically warfare on a pitch. These have come to war. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. we're going to win this war. And it's two armies. The, and it's the, just the, cool, the, the other cool tweak to this team is they've got not to one Liberator Prime or Vanguard Hunter Prime, which is an upgrade. So you pick one, uh, you pick a Liberator or a Vanguard Hunter, and you make them a Prime which is basically a sergeant, and mm-hmm. they gain leader, sure hands, and uh, all skills are normal. So that first one is a bargain for 30k, yeah. but it, it you can kind of hone your force to be like, do I want my leader to be dodgy and fast or punchy? Yeah. But leader and sure hands, leader just represents you know what they do, and sure hands is because, like you said right at the beginning, that he is the ball carrier and the leader. He gets, he gets it, and then you either... Use your strength five guys to destroy and make a hole, or you use your prosecutors to run around and do it. I like this one. So, one question. Yeah. Is this a separate thing, and you're just saying, I'm now going to spend 150k on a special liberator? Or are you having to level this guy up at least once? No, this is a. I start with a liberator prime okay. okay. as my ball carrier. Yeah. You would 100% go for that. Everyone else is, is so expensive anyway. It's a cool way of making a 0 to 1 positional mm. without making. Because I think if if he went with a Liberator Prime option and a Vanguard Hunter Prime option, you'd end up with two, and it wouldn't feel right. Just be the same thing. Yeah, Yeah. you've got one Prime. It's one of the two choices. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really cool design, and I might build that one. That doesn't look mean. It looks it looks brutal. Well, I'm halfway through my corn team, so. Yeah, yeah. I'll be bringing decimators then. Strength five, multiple block. That's right. You have three players. <laughs> Generally, yeah. Uh, yeah, that is quite cool. So, what is the next recommendation that anyone wants to talk about? Um, Thor on Facebook, um, they created a Sylvaneth team. Yes. Now, this is something I was gonna put some some mind to at some point, and then Thor did it for me, which made me a very happy man. I have to admit. So his position was not to twelve for starters, not a not to sixteen. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sprite seven two three six dodge stunty regenerate. 50k. Okay, so what models are you using for the sprite? That is a good question. Probably parts of the dryad. Interesting. Or 
you do them as dryads. Yeah. You could probably use them as dryads. Because if you had a dryad, and that was that, and then dryad blitzers. Yeah, so the next one is not to do sprite blitzers, so let's assume it's a, a dryad yeah. blitzer. 7237. Dodge, stunty, strip ball, regenerate. That's a cool player. I like that. That's a nice little um, ball sacker. 80k. Yeah. General agility skills on that one. Um, 0-4 Sylvan Blocker. Now, in my head, we're talking a Spike Revenant. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Tentacles <laughs> Regenerate Thick Skull for 100k, which I like. Now, the one thing I don't like... Uh, I thought you'd like this one. ...is the last one. Prancing He's, Elf. Yeah. It's not just an elf. <laughs> it's a prancing elf. That's a direct you, I think. I feel like it could be. This is brilliant. Thor, excellent job. You, prancing you have, Elf. You've got what would Richard like? This is amazing. Apart from this, this will be right in his craw, <laughs> and it does a little. Um, eight, three, four, seven, ninety k regenerate. I like the fact that an elf who is in touch with his woody side has, has regenerate. regenerate. They've all got regenerate. They've I all like got that. regenerate, and I think that's that's very thematic and makes sense. Um, not allowed an apothecary. They have regenerate, so yeah. that would make sense. Uh, rerolls of fifty k. There isn't a, a huge amount of sort of background to it. it. It is what it is, but I think it could work. It is one of those things where. I think that, from my point of view, the stunty represents their ability to sort of come out of the ground and, and come from nowhere, as opposed to sort of the size of the player, if that makes sense. I think that the stats are, are very well built. I think the pricing on it is spot on. I can't see anything in there that makes me think, oh, you know what, that's probably not right. I, I, I love the team design. The only thing for me is that it doesn't quite fit with the models from ALS. Like, no. Yeah. Dryads, I mean, this is probably because I come from before Age of Sigmar where Dryads were strength four. They were oh, okay. they were tough. You know, that in in Sigmar though, they are weaker. So mm. I can yeah. see them. Um I like the roles. The roles work well. They're good player designs. They're fantastic player designs. They're, yeah. they're, they're well thought out, they're well balanced and just oh yeah, I was I was really impressed and I was quite chuffed that he used Regenerate because that was one of the things I thought that they would have to have purely because they're they're you can replant yeah. them and they come up again. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right with the stunty. Because even in Sylvanath on the tabletop in Age of Sigmar, they tend to do a lot of teleporting. Mm. And I feel it's like they, they navigate through the routes. That's yeah, I really... feel like I see what you're going underground, like you say. I think it's just the names that aren't AOS. I think if it was Dryad, Spy Revenants, it would make yeah, sense. Spy Revenant or something. Yeah. I think you're right. So if you can get rid of Prancing Elf. Dryad, Dryad Blitzer, yeah, fine. Sylvan Blockers are one of your tree people, like yeah. the tiny tree people. Uh, spike Revenants. Yeah, Spike Revenants and Tree Revenants. And then your Prancing Elf. I don't know, you could use a branch. Uh, branch which? Branch Wraith for that. Branch Wraith for that. Branch Wraith would make sense, wouldn't it? 8347 Regenerate. And that's their kind of, that's their jam. Prancing Elf. I like that. The image I've got in my head is just horrendous. <laughs> it's amazing. Gold hair everywhere. Yeah, yeah. it really is. And flowers. and it's just. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, thank you, Thor, for your effort, but uh, Prancing Elf. I love it. That's good. <laughs> good work. Uh, I've got one more I just want to touch on. Um, which is the the one you mentioned earlier, the Trogoths. Oh, then yeah. I I think this is cool. So it is just a troll team. They have goblins or gits. Forty forty thousand each. Six two three seven. Dodge right stuff. Some t forty k. Not sixteen. They're they're just goblins. They're ammunition for the for the trolls, and this is where the fun starts. So they've got rock gut Trogoths. Not to sixteen. It's terrifying. So there you go. There you go. I love that. So they've got normal troll stats, 4519 for 1100. Mighty Blow, really stupid. Regeneration, Thick Skull, Throw Teammate. I think 
Are they just basic trolls? The trolls? Just same as trolls or do they're not sure if they come with thick skull? They trolls? don't. Trolls do not come oh, with thick right. skull. So yeah. the rock gut trolls are they slightly tougher than trolls? That makes sense. They're made of stone. Yeah, yeah. And in AOS they got extra saves and stuff. Uh, they already have regeneration. Same cost, I think. Yeah, I think they are the same cost. So they've got thick skull for free. Um, but I think when it comes to a team that's made entirely of like a lot of uh, a lot of power, that's that's cool. Really stupid is still that mega trait. However, with really stupid, yeah. if someone else is really stupid, can't help them come out really stupid. That would be why the gits are there. Yeah. That would be why the gits are there. Because if they didn't have the gits, the team would just be absolute carnage. And it would be four plus everywhere. Which I think is still really funny. <laughs> they also have Fellwater Trogoths, 4518, 1100. So slightly less armor. Mighty Blow, really stupid, regeneration, throw teammate. These guys have disturbing presence. I agree. Which I massively agree with. Um, you know, they're minus one to hit in Sigma. You can imagine them stinking yeah. and just being this uh, yeah, disgusting you know, creature. They, right they in front put of things off. You can take 0 to 16 of these, um, <laughs> which I think is awesome. Yeah. God, man. <laughs> so you've got two different types of trolls. They are slightly different. They do different things, mm-hmm. but they're still trolls. And then you have mega trolls. So the, the dank old Trogus are giant sized in Age of Sigma. I think they might be a little bit taller than giant models. They're 0 to 4, which is awesome. Uh, movement 5, strength 6, edge 1, armor 9. They have disturbing presence, mighty blow, really stupid, regeneration, throw teammate, and multiple block. Wow. For 180k. So 180, 360. So basically, it's a troll. With one strength extra and multiple block and disturbing presence for 70k. So you could potentially run four dank hold progress in a line. Four gits and two rerolls. If I've worked that out right. Something. There isn't a reroll cost on there. There is isn't though. I so think these guys would be 60, maybe 70. So what 60, 120, 200,000, 720. Oh, you've even got, you've you've got, probably got had three rerolls out of that. You've got money left over. I mean, I think they're a little underfusted, maybe. 180. I'm not sure. Like it's like a star player. I, mm, no. Actually, 180 is pretty cheap. Strength six, multiple block. That's yeah. Well, yeah, actually, it's probably better than. Um, but they have really stupid. Yeah, that is very Which true. is a downside. Yeah. So I was thinking Ripper. He's 270. Then he's also yeah. got loner. Yeah. Yeah. So you do have negative traits either way. You know, That's a fair point. Would they have had Lona? This team up against the... Um, the Stormcast. Yeah. Would be insane. Tail for the ages. That would be absolutely brilliant. Um, huge, huge punches. I like that one. I love troll teams. I know you like absolutely. troll teams too. Yeah. Rich loves big guys as well. I do love big guys. Um, big guys are everything. These, This is quite an interesting team. It would play very, very, very differently than any other team ever. In the half the time, it probably wouldn't do anything. It really would when, when it did stuff... It would hurt. Yeah. Which I think is great fun. Although there is a distinct lack of block. I just level them up with doubles. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, is there any other team anyone wanted to mention? Not specifically, other than the one that we're all fairly impressed with. So, before we move on to that one, there's just an honourable mention. Oh, 100%. Which is... So, there are a lot of great entries and a lot that we can't actually talk about now. I'd like in the future to maybe share these, but I'll have to talk to the, the authors, the rules. But a guy called Tom, um, 
absolutely brilliant not an entry but cool rules greetings uh, full disclosure i didn't read your com competition rules properly so i've done rules for playing blood bowl in the mortal realms not a team of aos players okay what I, what I like though following that is I should probably check next time <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine putting in all of the effort and go oh man <laughs> but what he has done is he has put so before the match begins one randomly selected coach should roll a d8 to determine which mortal realm the match is played in the relevant rules apply for that match only and don't carry over so it's like another weather table for the entire game so you've got actually the realm of fire each player selects three squares in their half of the pitch, one on each sideline, one in the middle. These squares burn with the flames of Akshi and treated like the crowd, so you can push people into them. Uh, they block movement. It's just so cool. Um, there's Chaish, the realm of death. If a 12 is rolled for injury, after modifiers, do not roll on the casualty table. That model is just dead. It's <laughs> probably the... <laughs> Yeah. Also, teams which have the ability to gain a player through use of a necromancer can never use his ability in the realm of Shyash, as Nagash is not having anyone else doing what that while he's in charge. Which I is love that. so <laughs> dramatic. Yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> My soul, off you go. You've got the realm of light, which makes uh, fouling bad. The realm of metal, which at the start of a game, three random players in each team's turn to metal and each gains one armour and minus one movement. That would really mess up so many teams. Would be really hilarious. Would, yeah. Move on one tree man uh, with armor <laughs> eleven at that what point. Would you roll? Yeah. What you have to roll a six to get it up oh, again? It's just you? awesome. Gurd, the realm of beasts. At the start of the first drive, after both teams are set up, one random player on each team becomes an avatar of Gur, gains horns, frenzy, and wild animal, which is interestingly similar to the the. I I did look at that and the, think I wonder if he's got that idea from Birmingham. Player will retain these skills for the whole game. If it's not set up, he loses the blessing. And rolls on the injury table, and a new avatar is selected. So there's always one of them on the pitch, which I think is really, really, really mm. cool. Uh, the realm of life, which basically makes uh, gives everyone regeneration on a five plus, um, which is quite cool. No, no, no. The, so every player, including star players, gets regeneration. They get regeneration, but it only works on a five plus. Oh yeah, with the exception of those under necromantic and vampire who keep, keep their rule. I think you would also, we would almost want everybody to get regeneration on the fire class, including those with regeneration already. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, is that it buffs? Yeah, it's, it, it's, it gives. Yeah, it gives a, yeah. a nice buff to those without it, but it actually hinders those who are undead. Because you're in the realm, realm of life. life. Yeah. Uh, the realm of heaven. There's a plus one modifier on all pass rolls, including throw teammate like that and bombardiers like that less. Uh, <laughs> And the weather is always nice and will never change. Uh, the only one I was a bit shocked by yes. was uh, the Realm of Shadow. When Blood Bowl is played in uh, Ogu, every player gains the shadowing skill. Just, you would spend 20 minutes on a turn <laughs> while everybody shadows each other. Yeah, well, I, I read that and I was like, ooh, I love everything. This is questionable. I did message him and he, I got a brilliant reply, which was, first of all, it would be a great way to make sure that everyone actually knew how the shadowing rule worked. Yes, and you know what? not wrong. <laughs> I think that's brilliant, because to be fair, we had to look it up at the beginning, just yeah. to make sure we were right. Um, it would slow the game down some, but he's like, actually, that's what the realm is about. I love it. I think that's really good. I, I like the fact he's stuck with it and gone, no, yeah. that's the rule, and that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. The smarter player would win that game. Oh my god, could we just be... One better at maths. We do like to change yeah. up the way Blood Bowl works, so that's that's quite yeah. cool. So Tom, that was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, you were definitely right in saying this is the sort of thing we'd enjoy. <laughs> I, I, I loved it. Oh, I thought you that know was what, great. if we do an AOS tournament, we do that. Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, definitely. But Provided you allow us to do so. And we change, we change Shadowing Side. 
We'll find something to, to, to do. As one person. Maybe, oh, maybe maybe three players on each team get shadow or something like that. Then. It'd be brutal, wouldn't it? <laughs> Give it to your troll. Still, it's such a, such a cool thing. <laughs> so, we've come to the winning team. So, there were some really great entries, and we've talked through some. Some that have been put together with the game in mind. Some have been put together with the, the background and the models in mind. This one has done it all. This is from Xanadu. I'm not sure I know what your real person name is, but I will call you Xanadu for the rest of time. Uh, <laughs> we have got a Flesh Eater Quartz team here. Believing themselves to be competing in the most honourable of jousting tournaments for their liege, the Flesh Eater Quartz unfurl their banners and take to the field for glory and honour. At least what they, that's what they think is happening. That won it for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> straight away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in actuality, the horrific monstrous hordes of undeath that we see before us now are looking forward to the hand feast of flesh and gore that comes from killing their victims upon the blood-soaked pitch. Wonderful, so, right? Yeah, straight away, nice for just getting the, the lore bang it's on. A nice little bit of fluff um, right at the beginning. You know, you would have got even more points if your team had been based on the Bretonian team. But um, <laughs> that's only because that trolls the age of Sigma people pretty hard. They don't hard. like that much, do they? Very, very funny. Very <laughs> funny. So the team itself is a well-put-together thing. We've got 0 to 16 ghouls, 70k each, movement 7, strength 3, edge 3, armor 7, with regeneration. So, we do have some design notes. In order to balance this for the game, I had to remove dodge from the standard ghoul if I wanted to give them regeneration. So, regeneration represents the way they work in Age of Sigma. They have like seven save rolls, which means they never die. And when they do die, they come back, which is, you know, absolutely bang on. I like that he's dropped dodge and given them that makes them different from ghouls. It makes them Skaven with regeneration mm. for plus 20k, which means it's priced well for actual Blood Bowl. And it gives you a different kind of player. Fast zombies. It's mm. like all those horror movies we, you know. <laughs> which is what they are. Where was he? It's exactly what they are. Yeah. It's exactly what they are. The next one is the Courtiers. Uh, not four, 110,000 each. Seven, three, edge four, armor seven with regeneration and dodge. So. That's extra agility plus dodge for 40k. They are slow gutters mm. with better strength and regeneration. I would love my Skaven gutter runners to have regeneration. <laughs> um, so I like that. I like that the move isn't too bad. Now they've got general agility, so I think you give them sprint. They get a little bit faster. But you've got strength three, edge four, dodges. I like that. Mm. Regenerating out. Yeah. They are regenerating out, you're not wrong. So with that one, he said, I made courtiers? Courtiers? And courtiers, the standard ghoul that starts with dodge, but I had to make them stand out from regular ghouls further. So gave them edge four as standard. I realise this has the potential to get very OP with a few level ups, which is why AV has remained so low. But it makes sense. It's, it's well thought out. That is really well thought out. And then you've got the big guys, so the Crypt Horrors, which are 0 to 2, 130k each, move 5, strength 5, edge 2, armor 8. Standard big guy, really. That's an ogre with a little bit worse armor. Yes. Regeneration, claws, frenzy, wild animal. So that is kind of yeti, regenerating yeti. Um, it is, it's a nice mixture of all of the, the big guys. I think it represents... Definitely. how they work and what they are because they're just these big massive super ghouls aren't they yeah they're yeah. aggressive and bashy and yeah um here we go now the fun part crypt horrors i wanted the flesh eaters to have fairly mobile big guy and you know i wanted them to have two of them if a coach wanted i like that option in builds standard big guy array five five two eight 
but with armor 8 as they're practically naked and only make up for the lack of armor in sheer size. They should be, which is actually very accurate to oh, yeah. how it works in Sigmar. They should be really nasty and deadly with Claw, assuming Mighty Blow would be every coach's first pick on level up, if yeah, he's right, but should also be unreliable, so they don't just steamroll over everything, which is where Wild Animal and Frenzy come in. Frenzy, he says there, can be a double-edged sword. That's he's really fair. Right. So you don't start with Block. You don't start with Mighty Blow. You start with Claw, but you're frenzying, and you've got a block or bits of them to do appropriate things, mm. which makes them a challenging player to run. I really like that. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's it is a nice balance to it because you're either gonna have to put them in the line of fire on armor eight. You don't want to do that with a minotaur. Yeah. The way I play it is I try and keep a minotaur out of the way or hurt them so someone's got to go out of their way and blitz me to be able to get to where they want to be. Yeah. And it, yeah, frenzy is a is a very useful tool in, See, yeah, in so scaring people. You've got the option to take two big guys, but you'll you'll pay for it. Mm. Much like the secret team, Beastman team. Yeah. yeah. So he's even put some thought into the rerolls about them being 50k. He wanted them to be more expensive, but then realised there's far less dodge and block to start with. So 50k is a decent rate. Uh, I think the usual starting lineup will be one horror, three courtiers, and seven ghouls, which should leave you with enough for one reroll. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting lineup, isn't it? Considering your courtiers are probably going to be your main scorers, it's a good thing they come with dodge. <laughs> he's, he's exactly right. I think I would probably take two courtiers and, uh, and so drop one down to a ghoul. I don't know. Actually, you wouldn't be able to afford another reroll. That's just a shame. That's close. Um, love it. Really, really good. So we've got some special rules as well now. So the ghoul king. A ghoul king is the coach of the team and acts as a necromancer in standard blood bowl. However, instead of creating zombies, we roll a four plus if a player dies, uh, we get to add one previously injured player from the injury box to the reserves box. If the player had an injury, the injury is now ignored. We can use this ability on our own dead players, but we cannot use this ability on dead players, nor would it work for KO'd players. So the idea is instead of summoning a zombie when a guy dies, that meat feeds the injured ones, they recover, come back to play. I like that. So if That's they, a nice twist. It's clever. So if they suffer minus one movement or whatever like that, if they regen during that game, unless they're dead, they recover that. I kind of want that in our tombstone tournament <laughs> on one of the kickoff tables. Uh, yeah, that's Each nice. player gains a ghoul king. Something like that. That's that's cool. That is really cool. Noted. Might so, be speaking to you soon as I do. <laughs> Permissions. That is, that's the core team and the special rules. So he's also got some star players and inducements, which I think is absolutely brilliant. Uh, classic Igor for inducements. Everything else is standard. And he's got two star players. So, I think we've got time to go through these. Sir Pentagast, 140k, 7447. Regeneration Dodge, Nerves of Steel, Pass, Loner. So, my one of my lovely little things I really like there is the teams, Flesh Eaters, and Legions of Nagash. I want to know more. I know, I want to know what that team was. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you've got a 7447 with Dodge, Nerves of Steel, Pass. I like that. That's, that's a pretty useful role player. That. Yeah, like that. Sir Pentagast, Grand Champion of the Craven Court, whom battles upon the Blood Bowl pitch for glory. In reality, he's a gibbering carnivorous wretch who lost half his face, exposing the bone uh, to an okay, Iron Jaw warrior in the second season of Realmgate Blood Bowl. That's cool. Uh, and then we've got the Terror of Akshi, which is 220k, movement 6, strength 6, I like it already, mm-hmm. edge 2, armor 9. Regen, Claws, Frenzy, Mighty Blow, Juggernaut, Mimer. What kind of player? <laughs> what a beast. 
That is crazy. So the Terror of Akshi was a rogue crypt horror left in the realm of fire after a titanic battle against the Fire Slayers. After many years of feasting upon the flesh of Grungi's kin, he was eventually captured by the King of the Craven Court and brought back to Shaiish. Clearly maddened by all of the smoke that's got to his brain, he's now let loose upon the Blood Bowl pitch where the noble knights require slightly more punch to break the heavily armoured lines of the dispossessed teens. So good! Really is well thought out. It's amazing. Really well thought out. Excellent start Start players. Build beautifully designed Blood Bowl team. I, I wish I could be that in-depth and have that sort of fluff behind any teams I create. Xanadu, that was absolutely brilliantly done. Congratulations. I will get in contact with you and we'll get your voucher. Uh, well-deserved voucher. Very well-deserved. Over to you. And also we'll talk to uh, see if you can um, let us steal some of these rules for the Tombstone tournament that we're running in October. And I want the leaders of the cash team. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I do too. So yeah. that was absolutely fantastic. Let's, uh, let's move on to the next topic. So our second topic for today is talking to Ben about starting out in Blood Bowl. See if there's any lessons we can learn to introducing new players to this glorious game. And I am really quite interested in this because one of the girls I work with looked at me just today and went, you, you play with the, the miniatures and things, don't you? I'm like, yeah. She said, I caught my husband looking at YouTube videos. All right, yeah. Blood Bowl? Oh, have you? Does he play? Has he got anything? No, 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 but he's interested. I need a conversation with that man. <laughs> he doesn't war game at all. So looking at it from this point of view where it's a complete newbie with no gaming experience and that type of thing, I'm really thoroughly looking forward to this conversation. Well, when we spoke at the beginning of the episode, Ben, you were saying that actually you knew about Blood Bowl and 40k from video games. Yeah, exactly. Before there was a tabletop thing for you. Yeah. And because Blood Bowl is a board game rather than a miniatures game, I think, it's it's a really well it's a really good gateway game, but also it's very accessible to board gamers, mm. which is why my girlfriend Tiff was like, oh, I'd love to have a go and find out how it works. She likes board games. You know, we play hours of um, the Hogwarts battle. Mm. Brilliant, because it is just a board game, but you've got all the cool hobby stuff there as well for us, which is why I think the sixteen kit was so good because the color coded miniatures meant actually you don't need to do anything. We've got my green team, we've got a blue team, yeah. and you can play. You can mm. play. So it's really really good. So. Ben, we're just going to talk to you about some stuff. I want to ask you about when you first started playing Blood Bowl. I know you uh, you got tricked into it by by Rich. Yeah. Um. And. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nicely done. Nicely done. So when you played your first game. Yes. How many training games, if you say, like if you would say, um, did you did you go through before you thought you had a decent handle on the game? Um, I think I'm still yet to get to that part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I joke. Um, but I had a tra- I had an instructor game with Rich, which was really, really informative. Yeah. And I think that just that one session gave me a good idea of the rules. But in terms of playing out a full game, that just takes time, I think. Yeah. There's so many little tactics that mm. I need to get my head around. I still can't handle the line of scrimmage. <laughs> <laughs> like setting up your team and attacking defence, I even get them the wrong way around. You did say that earlier, actually. Yeah. It's... Like that, I'm still getting my head around, and that's about 10 games in. So you play 40k? Mainly. Yeah, yeah. and obviously you're pretty conversant with Sigma as well. Yeah. So you've got that wargaming experience. Do you think Blood Bowl is more wargaming or more board gaming? Absolutely more board gaming. Yeah, which I think yeah, is really good. I and agree. That ties yeah. into some of the things we said about 
Age of Sigma versus Blood Bowl is there is there are very few, if any Oh man, what's the word? Everything's vagaries. Vagaries, vagaries. There's very few vague areas in Blood Bowl. Great areas. Yeah, well you've got your you've got your squares, you've got your skills, you know what's going on. Um it's more I think akin to the way Magic the Gathering runs for tournaments because actually the, the rules are this new player in this order and, and as far as Blood Bowl is concerned, you've got the squares. There's not really a lot of opportunity for that's not right. You were doing this. Absolutely. Um, yeah, there's there's very few areas where you're you're having to to argue your case. Which I think is why it works so well as a game because you've got the if you play at tournaments competitively, it's real hard to to, to get it wrong. You've got a really clear understanding of what's going on. Sure, teams, tactics, skills you don't see very often. Everybody loves shot at shadowing. <laughs> um, you know, uh, shadowing and diving tackle. You know they they come up, but they still sit within the framework. Which yeah, means and, it's, and it's black and white. The, the rules are written very clearly, and yeah. you, you, you'd be very hard pushed to make something out of them that isn't there. And also, it makes it really good for a casual game because uh, you've got it's very you know what's going on, you know what's going on. I think what you said, the rules are written very clearly. That that just reminded me of something that might put into perspective. I asked when I joined the club, "Do I need the rule book?" And you were like, "You all went no, don't worry about it." Yeah. I've still I haven't picked up the rule book, but I know all the rules just from playing because it's so clear. Yeah, it is just straightforward. And, and the thing is, when you're playing it, even when you're playing against different coaches, different people, the rules never change. You don't suddenly get someone who's trying to do that one thing that's a little bit different that you haven't seen before. Yeah. It's, it is a case of, these are your rules. You must abide by these rules. Yeah. And it's just straightforward. And I think the fact I was able to teach my seven-year-old at the time yeah. the, the rules, and he picked up on it fairly good. He's a smart cookie anyway, Randall. But he picked up on it so quick and just ran with it. And he watched games because he, he came to us a couple of times, didn't he? And yeah, watched us yeah. play. And he was telling Lewis, I think, at one point, what skills his players did when Lewis couldn't remember. <laughs> and just, and it is just sort of, it's so straightforward and so so black and white that it, it's it's easy to pick up. But it is the nuances which which make it a challenging game. Absolutely. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. So when you were first introduced to it, I know you'd seen a bit on YouTube. Uh, you play the games. So you had one training game with Rich. Yeah. What teams did you run? Was it the classic? I used humans. Yeah. You used goblins. I did use goblins. You went straight in for goblins. Straight in for goblins. He said right at the beginning, I've always been interested in goblins. And I think I even tried to put you off slightly saying, goblins are all or nothing. And you went, that's exactly why I want to play them. Okay, so we'll go straight to that question. (laughs) Why goblins? They're just fun. I'm an orc player in 40k, and some of my favourite things are the Gretchen, the killer cans. They're just crazy. They're mental. Um, I've always been drawn to them and I know my, my limited blood bowl knowledge was that the goblins are the ones with all the weapons they and are, the tricks yeah. and I know that you had a league going on and I wanted to be the guy who comes in and just chainsaws all, your, all the good players and <laughs> <laughs> disrupts the whole yeah. league Yeah, I remember the very first turn about two moves in we'd gone through all the basics to say do movement they've got the movement went through the stats and all that type of thing and he got about two moves in a couple of blocks were a couple of pushes and he went I'm going to throw the bomb and killed his bombardier. I remember that actually. One re-roll, one rolled on the injury table and killed him. I was like, "Well, welcome to Blood Bowl. This is Blood Bowl 101. You lost the player. Congratulations." And it was a yeah, it was in your face. But I think in that first game, we possibly went through almost every rule purely so. because you were playing goblins. Yeah. Like we went through the injuries real quick. Oh, because that of the was your, that was your actual first game. That was my yeah. first. I think oh. we had a lot less players. I think we had seven maybe. I think in our first game. An introductory game. Yeah, we did. It sounds yeah. like you might have ended up with seven. <laughs> yeah, it just it, yeah. it, it yeah. deteriorated really quick, and it, we just went through it. But 
we went through everything. We went through the dodging, we went through the blocking, we went through we like the passing of Bombardier. In the end, I think we even went through what would have happened if you'd been successful. Yeah. So we went through all of the real core mechanics of the game in that first area. I mean, your, the, the background you have in wargaming would have helped you understand it Absolutely. quicker than somebody who, who doesn't necessarily have that information mm-hmm. to, in their head. But we covered everything, yeah. literally everything <laughs> in that. We obviously got the secret weapons. You got the fact that you can't stay mm-hmm. on. You can argue the call. I think yeah, we even did the argue the call. Yeah. James yeah. came over and went, "Don't forget, you can argue yeah. the call." Um. But we went through absolutely everything. It was it was brutal. Not my humans just ran through. So you went absolutely straight in, deep as you can with goblins. Yeah. Because that was a fun alternative. It's it they're kind of light. The chances of you winning with goblins are very slim. But the chances of you doing what goblins want to do is really high. Yes. And that's rewarding in its own way. Definitely. Which is absolutely brilliant. What, what what would you recommend for someone else who wasn't crazy? <laughs> Don't start with comments. Who <laughs> wasn't crazy. Yeah. Um, I've played a couple of games on Blood Bowl 2 since then. And even just the first thing I loaded up was Orcs and Humans. And it was just so much easier to get my head around. Oh, that's good to know. So I, I do think those two teams are so good. They're, they're perfect for the start, yeah. I think. And you know what? That starter box is really, really good for yeah. that. So if anyone out there is listening and you're introducing players or someone else is like, what do I start? Where do I start? Now, like you said, Ben, you don't necessarily need the rule book or the main stuff. You don't need it. It's available online. Well, at least it's available on the NAF website. Yes. The old CRP rule book, which is basically exactly the same rules, same team lists, everything. Yeah. The NAF website's got a load of great resources for new players. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the Games Workshop 2016 starter kit, you get your pitch, you get two really good starter teams now, i think orcs might be better for a new player in a league because they're tougher yes. they they suffer less casualties and they kind of feel like they have less skills yeah yeah there's there's less to remember i think definitely yeah, they are this guy is huge he hurts things you can't hurt my guys it's quite satisfying it's quite a safe way to learn yeah um so i think humans versus orcs is a really good a good bridge point so we made ben play a cheeky few turns of blood bowl sevens today um, okay. before we recorded, just to see if he thought that was a good environment to learn Blood Bowl from the game. So I know we only got a chance to play four, five, six turns and they went very badly for you. <laughs> but You learned a valuable lesson though. I did. Yeah. Don't, don't cage on the side. Yeah. <laughs> I think in six turns I had one man left. <laughs> you to be fair, if you had double wand uh, that yeah. catch, you would have, have got, been, yeah. it would have been a touchdown. So I don't think there's anything wrong with your play. I yeah. think you just got let down by the dice. I did. But you mentioned earlier you might have had seven players on there. Do you think that's a good idea? Absolutely. I think sevens is the way to go. I think I, like I said earlier, we started with seven people, I think, in the introductory game. I think just toning it down, having less things to worry about, less things to remember, is really good. I had to, you know, as I said, setting up the players is something that I still find difficult. Yeah. You've now got four less people to set up. You've got so. four less people to set up. And when you're using sevens, there is no line of scrimmage. Mm. So if you set up incorrectly... It's okay. Exactly. Yeah, you've got a chance to ever rectify yeah. that. You don't put your four guys on the line and then give them the opportunity to just swipe along you. Yeah. Um, which you know I think is probably quite useful. So I'm I'm glad that 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 could be quite a useful tool because from our from our game, so I think Blood Bowl Sevens is a great place to start people off, which is why I got this map made up so that when I could take it on holiday, I could play Blood Bowl Sevens with Tiff and introduce her to the core rules of Blood Bowl. What I think. In addition to obviously the smaller teams, the smaller pitches and everything else, what I think was also good is the length of time. Because 
you're looking at half the time, if not less. I reckon less, less than half. It, and it's fantastic purely yeah. for that. If you're teaching someone and they're trying to retain all of this information yeah. and they've got to do it for two hours, it's a heavy. Some one. people can do it, some people can't. Yeah. You can do it and you're looking at it kind of going, how long have we got left? Maybe another 15 minutes. It, you know what? Do it's that. that investment level, isn't it? So someone like you, Ben, who's a war gamer, you appreciate probably the fact there is a league. So you're actually in a kind of like, a, oh, this is a, a worthwhile environment. There's a, there's a thing here. Like this is not just me learning the game for the sake of learning the game. There's actually a community that it's cool. It's worth that extra bit of time. Trying someone out on a game that takes 45 minutes is probably a much easier sell than right. We're going to sit down for two and a half hours and play this big game. And until you're kind of invested in that point, um, and I'm just going to harp on sevens again. It's also yeah. really good for experienced coaches because you tend to have less rerolls. Although I would say if you were teaching someone in sevens just have two rerolls each anyway just, just have it because it's important to know what rerolls do mm-hmm. but when you get out a bit further and maybe you've got only an hour and you're sitting down with someone playing a sevens game where you don't have rerolls it teaches you to play better blood bowl it really does yeah. and i learned i learned a few bad tactics and what not to do on sevens when i had no rerolls and it's uh it's a good way to to yeah to not live on the edge quite so much you take it you know i get saved i think by my rerolls in 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 elevens and I think sevens will help you get out of those habits. I, I should play more sevens because I think it will make me a better player. We should play more sevens. We and that's why we're hosting a tournament in August. I can't wait. I, I'm really looking forward to that. Well, I'll be there. Good. Definitely. Yeah. In It'll be a shorter day with more games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's perfect. We could probably do what? Six games? Five games? We'll go five. Five games. A lot of tournaments do six sevens. But I think five is more casual. Oh, it's fine. And it's plenty to get your tiebreakers up. Mm. So that's all right. This game we played earlier, I would say it felt like a game of chess. Yeah, it really Which I always think Blood Bowl is like anyway. If I if I had to ca- categorize it, I'd say it's wherever the chess lies, Blood Bowl lies. It's like complicated chess. Chess with mm. dice. Yeah, dice, chess with yeah. dice. And this felt, because it was so quick, it was like, I go, then you go, then I go, then you go. It felt, because it had that speed to it, it felt like I was just sitting down playing a game of chess with my thinking. Mm. I think yeah, that's I really fair. That. Yeah, completely agree with that. See, there's a lot of skill in Blood Bowl. There is a lot of luck, but there is a lot of skill. And you need to have it in the right place for it all the work, don't you? And you know what? If you ever lose a game of Blood Bowl, you can be let down by parts of your luck, but there is always something there you could have done better, mm-hmm. whether it's positioning, gambling. And that's you know, it. Did you, did you do yeah. something when you should have moved that player first? Did you get away from yourself that time? But to bring it back round to new players into the game, um, information, so tactics rules anything like that did you spend any time looking at anything while you were learning oh loads oh really oh brilliant <laughs> it was con- constant reading out on yeah like naps and things like that i think the blood bowl 2 website is my go-to for skills that's it's a great shout the time it is a yeah. really yeah. obvious and succinct place it is it's it's really well laid out i agree yeah. that's it's a wonderful little little um, bit of the side of that so blood bowl 1 blood bowl 2 youtube there's at least one mobile app. I have Blood Bowl on my DS somewhere in the cupboard, which was quite cool. There is a lot of electronic ways to teach the game. That's I know you, Rich, you started, played a game, and then you went and binged on Blood Bowl, didn't you, on the, on the PC or something? I did. On PlayStation. On PlayStation. So I before I joined you guys, yeah, I was looking for an alternative sport game, and I came across Blood Bowl. I downloaded it. And I started it and I went, what the hell is this rubbish? Yeah. <laughs> because I wanted American football. You I wanted Madden. real-time yeah. Yeah, style American football. And I just stopped it, got rid of it, done. 
and it wasn't until I'd actually played tabletop, yeah, played a couple of games, that I went back to it, and I've learned a lot playing online, because you get to play with mostly the French, I found on PlayStation oh. Two, and the occasional American, but everybody operates in a different way, and provided they don't rage quit, you can learn quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of rage quit, and it's. I think it's made me a better player. Also, the monstrous start that I had against James, because literally the only person I played against for the best part of two months. Because you joined kind of in the off-season as well, didn't you? Yeah. Um, so right towards the end, I think, of the season. Yeah. I remember being there for the Pro Bowl. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. I was there yeah. for that. And, yeah, I, James was, was really quite handy. He was always available. Played a load against him. I think he enjoyed having someone to beat week after week. <laughs> And um, it was a it was a trial by fire, but I I learnt a lot from from playing him and for for playing online as well. But um, I think, do you think the online uh, do you think the PC do you think the video games are a useful learning tool? Yeah, for really. It's they're so they're quick. They yeah. do all the dice ones for you. Yeah, you, you just you don't have to worry about them. They do you the just, percentages. Yeah, it comes to the bottom. One thing I particularly liked going back to it as a person who already learned to play, I did the campaign. Right. And the campaign teaches you, bit by bit, how to play Blood Bowl. And it's done in each game. So there's a game, real short game, but this is how you move. So that first game, they say you can block. Every block you do is successful. Every block the computer does against you is successful. But you move your guy down. If you need to dodge, it's successful. Everything is successful. You score the touchdown, they can see. There's your basics. This is how you play the game. The next one then goes into how actually dodging works. The next one goes into actually how blocking works. And then... Over the course of eight or nine games, mm -hmm. by the time you get to the final game, you've played a full game. You've played a full game, and yeah. you need to understand everything that's gone before it. And it's really, really well done. That is, that is very, very cool. Which I think is a way Randall learned a lot of it as well when he was watching me. It's a, it's a pretty safe, quick environment where you can make mistakes, and the rules are just there, really for you. Mm. Well, I'd love to ask you a bit about leagues. So you joined, I don't know whether it was just halfway through the league. Yeah, it's about <clears throat> And went absolutely yeah, no, crazy straight in with goblins. Yeah. So how was it joining a league? Have you been involved in a league of games before? Oh, absolutely not. So new. Uh, yeah. I I didn't even know the rules for American football, anything like that. <laughs> like so, I could understand the concept of a league, but that was about it. Um, the divisions confused me. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, when I went back for your podcast, I listened to how you sort it done out. Yeah, they've gone now, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> we tried it. It was it was not great. But, yeah, I liked it. I liked the theme. Yeah, it was, it was it was it was worth a shot. Yeah. Um. So, what were the pros and cons of joining a league that was on on going? Um, I like the structure of a goal. You know, you have an end date. Yeah. And you try and get your games in before that. I didn't get quite get all my games in. Um, but that's just how it goes sometimes. Yeah, it is. Um, but I did like the idea that everyone was trying to get to this end. Yeah. But I really couldn't care less <laughs> because <laughs> I started late. I'm playing goblins. I'm new to the game. I just wanted to annoy everyone else. So I wanted to go in and, like I said earlier, just have kill, fun. Their, kill all their main mm. players. You know, just have fun with it. Just make make people expect a win against me, but, but or have that cost. risk where they might lose. They but might, make it cost. Exactly. Yeah. They yeah. might lose like three players. <laughs> That's a really great attitude to go in, to be yeah. like, I'm not looking to win this, I'm just looking to have games, just yeah. play games. Exactly. Um, I mean, as a new player, um, playing a single game of Blood Bowl, you've got the rules on the game. Mm -hmm. The league introduces 
advancements and building your team. Yes. How have you found that's affected your understanding or buy into the game? Oh, hilarious! It, it, it's massive. <laughs> yeah, it's it's massively won me over. Yeah. I think having progression and character is something that's so good. And I know you guys have talked before about having a big ongoing sort of season campaign thing within Blood Bowl where yeah. your players can reach you know star playerhood. And then they could come back in future mm. seasons. You know, you created your own stories and things like that. And that's just that's completely up my alley. So um, have it, yeah, having the skill ups was something that really won me over, and getting that hail mary pass. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. I went in there, played the game, and I said, yeah, I'm going to put hail mary pass on the bomber now. So choose some MVP, got MVP, got the doubles, got the hail mary pass. That was it. I'm going to give him MVP. Yeah. He was like, okay, fine. And I went, oh, yeah, but you got to roll doubles. And there's like, oh, there's doubles. No, that's fine. <laughs> and I think James did exactly the same thing yeah. on the same night. Yeah. Yeah. Gave Hail Mary. But that's it. You've, you've earned that. And now that player is yours. And Definitely. he only plays that way because of the choices you've made, because yeah. you've earned it. It's like the world's longest game of Pokemon. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And we got it if you and that is the worst part, another part of Blood Bowl. Yeah. This is why I think it's great for kids to play Blood Bowl, is because it teaches them about loss. <laughs> That's all Randall knows. Yeah. I don't, I've don't. i never given Randall an easy game. No. On anything. Like he, it, there was a, he asks for no quarter, though, your son. He really does ask for Killer no quarter. Killer Randall. Killer Randall. But when I played on, uh, on Thursday last week, and I sat down with Richard in this pool league, Richard went, is this Killer Randall? And I went, yeah. And Randall said, I've asked if I can use a dice. And he went, no. <laughs> Straight out. No, not happening. He was like, oh, so I did tell you. Yeah, like, everyone knows you. You killed, killed one of mine, killed one of mine. <laughs> so you've, you've done part of a league now. You're about to start another one. Yep. Which is brilliant. You've yep. experienced league play. You've experienced a bunch of teams. You've experienced the, the Blood Bowl League culture, which is, I think, quite chill. Very. Oh, it's, yeah. Oh, I agree. Really Gets a bit salty, but I think... Not more... as salty as, as the war gaming side. You are exactly right. Yeah. Everybody, we're very lucky. Everybody in our league plays to have a great game. Yeah. Um, winning, you can never be sure of a win. You cannot be sure of a win in Blood Bowl, which is brilliant. You're never really out of the game. You can be absolutely stacked against it, but they can still roll two ones. Mm. You can then go roll two pals, like... Just you know that that bit there. If you position well, you you know you can top decks and C- CCGs. You always play to put yourself in the best position so that next time, if you're with a bit of luck, your plan will succeed. Blood Bowl is exactly the same. You can win a game with like half a dozen goblins. You can win a game with ogres. I did that at a tournament. You did, which is awesome. I did not expect to. I was going to just play. And so honestly, I think you'll appreciate this. But I went to throw off the curve of casualties. I was like, I want to be the guy that everyone gets six casualties against and just has a great time. Yeah. And I ended up winning a game, which was cool. But, like, I just went to propagate that community, that, that bit of fun. And I think Blood Bowl, generally speaking, always rewards you for that. And with decent league rules, your players always progress and you always build There's always team. a reason to look forward, isn't there? Yeah. There's always reasons to play another game. Yeah. Um, which is quite cool. But the thing I wanted to ask you now is, what is next for you? I think trying to play a, a risk of sounding, you know, too try hard, try to take it seriously, trying mm. to play to win now. Yeah. I've, I've had my fun with the goblins. I even won a couple of awards, I think. Yeah, you but, did. Um, you absolutely did. Yeah, I think touchdown difference, um, whopping minus 13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, I'd, I'd like to try and go for like the, the high tier awards and maybe try and actually 
become a threat. You know? So you playing those half a dozen to ten games of goblins just playing the game and seeing how the mechanics worked have now I think you've got a pretty solid understanding of how the game works. Yeah. So have you played any games with elves yet, like online or anything? Only like on Blood Bowl Two. Had a couple of games. Ah, that's that's there's yeah. no there's no only on Blood Bowl Two. It's that's a true. great training place. Yeah. Um, how are they? How how are you finding them compared to the goblins? Oh, it's, it's like easy mode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like picking the difficulty. Yeah. I'll tell you, there we go. I can, I'll, I'll win this one. It's like easy mode. <laughs> well, be careful in the league. If you suffer a player loss, it, it hurts more for, for yeah, us. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, I did have that issue with a, a fumble. Like, a bunch of them fumbled four times into the hand. Oh, oh, you sent us the video of that. I did, yeah. That was Watch. hilarious. Yeah, so I'm hoping that doesn't happen. I've, I got that out of the way now, and that can't happen again. Hey, <laughs> at least if it happens on tabletop, everyone will be watching and laughing with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it, no, it's. It, I think it's definitely more enjoyable in one way. It's in a different way. It's yeah. more enjoyable in a competitive way rather than a just. Uh, let's just have fun. Then. It's a puzzle to be solved, yeah. isn't it? It's just, it does add that competitive element of the bubbles there. Everybody wants to win. Yeah. But it's it sucks to lose. But if you lose, you tend to. Have played a really good game most of the time yeah, there you, are some you, games where you whitewash or you get your Birmingham luck rich where you just I don't have, have luck in Birmingham there's no <laughs> such thing it's negative luck it is a negative luck so one question uh, well, another question for you Ben is what would you recommend like what, what bits of learning would you give to someone who is about to start their first league um, I'd say honestly just pick a theme you might want to go to you might want to think oh this I want this split to be able to do this I want this story to be able to do this because I think that's how I've been building my armies, just in terms of I want them to do something, and then you can just go and go and try and do it. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. That's not like waffly. It's yeah. It. Sorry. No, I, I get what you mean. I mean, when I first started playing, I would literally take each player as they are, and I'll get a roll of whatever it was, probably a double six, and go, do I want to take the double, the single, or the strength? <laughs> Mm. And I'd go for the strength because that's what I should take. And granted, I think I would have done almost every other aspect of that. But it was only until sort of halfway through the season that I started looking at players and going, well, hold on, how do I actually want to build this? Yeah. Like with the Renegades. And I've got it all printed out. Yeah. And all of my guys on that team, I know how I want to take it. And if a double comes up, which double to take? And you start looking and kind of going, okay, well, I want four guys to, to be the big hitters, but I need two guys in support in case they can't yeah. do it. And you start looking at Okay, well, these it becomes the team management at that point as well. Yeah, you yeah. actually become a coach. Yeah. You stop being a player, which is really cool. So that I, I found that that just keeps going from season to season, and it's been really interesting because Ian and Craig have brought back teams from a couple of seasons ago that mm. they just they put on hold. So I've made them bring them back at really low team value, and I made them do all the roles as well to see if they wanted to quit. But looking at the the, the builds that we did in season one and season two, they're really suboptimal. So it's really interesting to see that actually over time you, you still you still develop, you still do stuff. I look back at some of my old Skaven guys and I had some great gutter runners, but they gave them some weird skills. I'm like, why did I do that? I, what was I thinking? I was thinking, that's a cool skill. I'll give him that. As opposed to, actually, this gutter, he's going to be my sack guy. He's going to go and sack the ball. This guy's going to be the one who fetches it. And, and you, you start visualising how your team, how you want your team to play instead of just uh, play with what I've got. Although yeah, you can yeah. do that and have a great time, that extra like, ah, oh, this guy, he just needs to get a cheeky completion so that I can give him the MVP and hopefully he'll get the yeah. MVP and then I can finally get kickoff return, which would mean I can speed up my thing. Did you know that kickoff return, you don't have to move towards the ball, you just get to move three yeah, squares. Yeah, three squares. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Wow, yeah, I know. I've yeah, always got... in the got... same breath, you can also start moving people into a defensive position yeah. if the yeah. thrower or someone's nearby. I do that with um, one of my orcs on Blood Bowl 2. Yeah. I've got a level 7 orc. I hadn't considered it, but, you know, again, that's another thing of actually... That's something you learn. You just keep on learning. And the other really good thing is that you get you tend to get a bit of a meta in the league as well. So, actually, is there a lot of dodge? You tend mm. to find that everyone then has to build their team to take out dwarves because dwarves are feeding on the dodgers. Yeah. Um, in the last couple of leagues, we haven't had a lot of dodge, which is why Ian did so well with his Amazons. because he was like, now everyone's got dodge and no one's even thought about tackle. Mm. And I'll just avoid playing the, the dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> and you get the meta as well, but you've always got that element of, I want to build my team like this. So I think it's fantastic you've gone from being a place of, I'm going to play a great fun game to, I can I want to play a campaign now. I yeah, want to link these exactly. together. And I think that's the biggest and best thing about Blood Bowl is that, that building element. Um, and the reason I'm talking about that is because I think if, I think you could do a learning campaign with somebody, play three or four games, probably a sevens and just allow them to pick a skill each mm. game or have them preset like right after the first game right this guy gets the most valuable player he now has the leader skill he now has block or something mm. else just an introductory and you skill. can just snack it over three four mm. games of the sevens and then go right now we'll play a seven the next game you can keep your guys skills and you just you just introduce that element without actually having to work quite as hard for it because yeah. I think that is the thing that gets people now Elliot played the game um, Elliot's uh, one of the guys who was playing in the Age of Sigmar mm-hmm. League um, last night yes football, um, which was awesome to see he seemed to enjoy it he's a very polite lad like you Ben so he probably yeah, know it's just, uh, just a case of yeah it was really good fun thank you <laughs> and uh, we've got Matt joining the league now as well so it's going to take up to about 13, 14 players That's brilliant which just means there's more games which is cool. So thank you for letting me pester you with loads of questions. No, but is there any anything else you would advise for anyone introducing people to a new league or for players who are about to start a new league? Yeah, so I think just don't be afraid to go all in. So I played quite a few friendlies before actually getting into the league. But yeah. in hindsight, I think I would have just rather they be league games. I remember I really ruined a few of James's Dwarves with the Goblins in a friendly. So it didn't, it didn't really matter. It wasn't really official friendly. It was just a test ah, game. Yeah, Darn. yeah. And I would have really messed up his team. That would have been a very salty James, I think, if that had been a real It game. was. I think I got like three of them down with a bomb or something like that. And <laughs> yeah, it, I think I did a couple of injuries. That's amazing. And yeah, I, lo- I mean, I lost the game by like 4-0, but like... If I lost the game 4-0 and took out half a dozen of James's doors, that is not a loss. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, that's a really fair point. And also, you are still building up your team exactly and I, it would be nice to have the star player points going towards them and yeah. I just think like I, I look back on it and think I would have rather that have been a league game I didn't really gain anything from it not being a league game because you mm. you would have probably got to your full eight games at that point yeah I probably would have done and you would have probably won even more awards <laughs> <laughs> I would have got minus 17 <laughs> <laughs> no that is absolutely brilliant advice right thank you ever so much for that Ben anyone out there who's listening who's got any other good advice for introducing new new players into the league uh, or just brand new players to Blood Bowl and give us a message because uh, we'd love to share that information because growing the community is our number one goal um, and it should be for everybody else I think as well. So on to the star player.
So over to the star player of the episode. Now, we've just spoken to Ben about what's next for him, and he has picked High Elves. As a, no, I think it's a great shout, actually. They're just better humans. They take a bit more finesse, take a bit more skill, but the yeah. reward is there. So I looked at some of the High Elf, high elf star players, and I'm thinking, what's going to be one of the first useful players that you take? And I think Soren Hightower is probably going to be something that you should be aware of as you go in, because if you play you know, 200k down, he's a really good utility player. Absolutely. So we've got Soren Hightower. He only plays for High Elves. He's 180k, which inducement territory isn't too bad. Now, we're running Wizards from now on, so he is now competing against Wizards. Historically in our league, we haven't used them, so... You know, you've been kind of like, well, I'll just take a keg and a reroll. Yeah, it's now, a new group territory. N- well, exactly. So, 6, 3, 4, 8. So, that's a high off lineman stats, I think. It's probably about right. Yeah, yeah so right. Is, yeah. yeah. Okay, so he's got loner. He's his star player. Mm-hmm. He's got fend, kickoff return, pass, safe throw, sure hands, and strong arm. I look at this, and I think I want that player. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Now, fend, not fast by. I think that's a yeah, free. I think that's a free roll skill. See, no, I disagree, because for a situation like this, yeah, this is fantastic. The man doesn't have dodge. Granted, he's getting out on a two in most situations, but having some having that enforced gap, particularly as someone who's built as a thrower, is good. Yeah, but where he doesn't have dodge or block, if he's getting blocked, he's he's going to die. He is. But he's not going to die, he's armor 8, which is one of the great things about high elves. But he's going to go down. But I think what this player gives you is he will facilitate your other players to get SPP. So that's something you mentioned a minute ago when you were looking at your builds about, actually, I'm not going to take catches because I won't want, I want the SPPs to be spread. So yeah. I've got a better team as opposed to just two stars. This guy will help free up those players to score, generally speaking. Mm. So you've got kickoff return, sure hands. So you know, use him in the backfield. He can pick up that ball. He'll help him to get that ball. Even though he's got loner, he's got sure hands, which means you wouldn't be using a reroll to pick up the yeah, ball it's a great anyway. Re-roll, isn't it? Yeah. Same with pass. Exactly the same with pass. And he's got strong arm. On hash four. Yeah, which means he's doing medium passes better with a reroll. That you basically he gets out of the loner clause by being able to pick up the ball and pass it on well without costing you rerolls and he can get them into the hands of if you want your blitzers to score if you want your thrower to score or if you just want your lineman to score if you when you go up to catches if you need a help i think this guy's really helpful to get you to that point of other people can score touchdowns i think from my limited um from my limited experience with high elves on bb2 the throwers are incredible yeah. And this guy is a really, like, jacked-up thrower. Would you not consider rostering him and not taking throwers? Because look at those stats. Yeah, he's great, but... He's a lot more expensive. Yeah. He is, but if you said, you're looking at that going, I want that player. Yeah. That, so you're looking at that kind of going, if I had my thrower with that skill set, I'd be chuffed. I would, yeah. So, strong hands and strong arm is a really big. So strong arm, strong arm is a double, isn't it? For yeah. you would take accurate instead. I really, I don't understand why he's got strong arm instead of accurate. 
I don't really understand that, but it doesn't really matter. What is the, the actual difference between strong arm and accurate? Uh, accurate is plus one to passing. Strong arm is basically plus one to passing at long bomb and long pass. A uh, long pass is a long bombs. Right. Okay. So that it's a so it's a slightly worse accurate. Yeah. So does this mean you can take accurate on top of it? Yeah. He can't because oh, he's okay. a star so player. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. And that's why you wouldn't necessarily roster him and not take throwers because you want to get your throwers to that point. Yeah. Because. Although, you know, this guy picks up the ball and passes it on to somebody else, he doesn't blitz well, he doesn't dodge well. Having a regular thrower that costs some way, like half the price of this, that you can, if you need him to, you can go and block, or you can take a dodge with a reroll, and you just use your team rerolls at that point, and you get to build him your way, because I think a sure hands is, is an excellent upgrade for a high off thrower. Yeah, agreed. I, I love kickoff return as a skill. I think it's brilliant. I think it's a great utility skill. I think it's underrated. Yeah. Um, so I could see you wanting to build your guy up that way, but then you might want to take leader. You might want to take accurate and actually build your team up in a different way than being stuck with this. And I really do think Fend is a, is a dead skill on him. I think if he was 160 and didn't have Fend... Oh, he'd be an auto-pick, I think. Amazing, any, yeah. any game with a spare 150k. But to be fair, 180k is still a really good price. For, it's a fantastic price for a, yeah. a really well-skilled up and star player. The only thing it will cost your team is maybe a quick pass from your thrower. So one SPP. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's not... He's not, he's not taking the touchdowns. It's not like no. a, um, a, a Griff on the yeah. humans who's taking the touchdowns. Exactly, or yeah. Eldred or someone who's got mm. the dodge and the leap and things like that. This guy's not scoring your touchdowns. This guy's just helping the rest of your team work better. Yeah, he's facilitating the... And you don't see that often in star players, and that's why I think this guy is someone to pay attention to for a young high-elf team, because he's just going to enable the rest of your team and help build them up, get their reps. Yeah, he could be devastating. Yeah. I think I would take him over a wizard. I know you mentioned I that. I think I would. I think I would. He's not going anywhere. Before he doesn't get injured, he's not going yeah. anywhere. You know he's armour 8. I mean, he's... Yeah, I... I I think that is, and that I think is probably high praise. Um, a wizard does something amazing once, he does something amazing the entire game. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's going to keep coming back before he doesn't get knocked out. Yeah. I like safe throw as well. Yes. You know, I mean, that means on a three plus, you don't get to intercept it. Yeah. Like, that's a huge save. Mm. You know, the normal throws have that as well. Yes. So, it's in keeping with the standard team. Um, and yeah, so really, he's 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 a couple of levels up from you building him, but you can build him, and I think you can build him better with accurate and something else instead of fend. Always fend the general skill. Yeah, yeah. Have they got access to general? <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah. General passing. So yeah, I mean, block, oh, yeah. elves. Um, dump off. Yeah. You know. Dump off. Yeah, I think that's another underrated skill as well. Mm. Yeah, you'll see that Get tomorrow if Rick runs his runner. Yeah, I punch him. Okay, before you do that, I make a cheeky pass on a 3 plus to the next guy. And your blitz is over. I'm going to need to kill some elves tomorrow. They're dark elves. It's going to have forward block. They're all armory. But they're all dodging away from you on a 2 I'm plus. I'm predicting a 3 or 4 nil win to Rick tomorrow. I'm going to go 2 1, you know. What do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, mm. that's our star player for the episode. And Ben, thank you so much for joining us tonight. No, thank you for having me. It's been a very long episode and we've run a bit late, <laughs> but um, actually it's been a really good one. We it's hope fun, really fun. hope everyone out there listening has uh, found it quite entertaining as well. We've seen some great teams. We've had a great chat about getting into Blood Bowl. So that's everything for today's episode. Thank you all very, very much for joining us. 
And don't forget, two heads aren't always better than one.